Hello and welcome to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Podcast Network. It does not actually exist, but does exist on this show. Uh, I'm your host, Wen Lu, joined by uh, producer and co-host Alex Wong. We have just witnessed a really, really good game in the NBA Finals. Uh, the Miami Heat coming back and taking a 111-108 to win over the Denver Nuggets to even the series at 1-1. The Heat once again showing Heat culture playing what has to be just one of the most well-executed games I've seen, especially the one of the most well-executed second halves I've seen. The, the Heat were just flawless in my eyes. And uh, they managed to be the first team all year in the playoffs to take a win in Denver. And, um, yeah, just so impressed here to talk about that and other subjects is uh, is Alex Wong. Alex, man, how are you doing? How was your weekend? Uh, what's good, man? You know, I, I hopped off the heat culture bandwagon after game one because mm. we were here talking and it seemed like there was just going to be no answers for for this denver team and i was rolling around toronto in a throwback nuggets jersey all weekend you know shouts to the stand at fairview mall who, oh yeah, who yeah spotted me shouts to alexander lee who uh oh okay you know, yeah. you know him we used to be co-workers at the score um yeah alex is a M- mma blogger mm. so i yeah. am familiar with that name uh, but anyways, yeah, um, crazy game, man. You know, mm-hmm. Miami came out strong. Um, game of runs for real. You know, at one point, Denver was on a 40 to 14 run. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it felt it felt that way because Denver just they had still so lost. many things going. Yeah, yeah. And, and Miami, per my guy, John Schumann, I'm just seeing this, mm. um, had 36 points on 19 possessions in that fourth quarter which would make it the most efficient fourth quarter for any team in any game this season. It, it felt like that it. way. Yeah, it, it felt that like way. And, and I think the Nuggets, too, like they, they compounded so many of their own errors by fouling a ton in that fourth quarter. Like the Heat were in the bonus from like nine minutes onwards in the fourth quarter. Um, the Nuggets just couldn't respond to the, the Heat's zone once again. And a lot of that was Jokic. Jokic was just like shoving guys out of the way just to get the ball. And there was like three offensive fouls, I felt like, in that stretch. And then me on the defensive end, I'm so disappointed. Like, I'm disappointed in the way that, like, I'm not even anything remotely close to a Nuggets fan. I'm not cheering for the Nuggets in this series. I'm cheering for basketball in general. I'm cheering for Mr. Adam Silver to have a good time. Oh, um, he was having a good time. Did you see when they panned to him? Yeah, they, they showed his wife, too. That's that's the that's the first time I see an NBA commissioner wife reveal. That's you know? the first time they've they've, like, humanized a commissioner. Yeah, yeah. Because usually like, his their whole job is just to roll out trophies, basically, and and suspend people. Uh, yeah, that's. I mean, the draft. I suppose the draft. You know, he, he's there for. All oh, right, even the draft, they do one round. He's yeah. there at your birth as a player. He's there as your disciplinarian as a player. Mm. Um, he's there at your crowning achievement as a player. They're basically like your NBA dad. But yeah, yeah, it's b ball, b ball parent yeah, instead of b ball. Ba- basically, so I, I'm only rooting for just like good basketball in general, but. As a basketball fan, I'm just so disappointed in watching KCP and Michael Porter Jr. Those two guys, like, I'm like they were selling on this game, man. That that's how bad they were. Michael Porter Jr. His defense is horrendous. Like, honestly, I'm watching this game and I'm like, this is just this is just taller Jordan Poole out there. And that's not to say he's Jordan Poole's level of like 
you know, as a player, he's better than that. He has higher highs because he has more size. He rebounds better. You know, the other things, he probably even shoots better. But you wouldn't know it based on this game. You wouldn't know it based on its decision-making. You wouldn't know it based on the way he was giving up just ridiculous, like, air, just, like, brain-dead moments defensively where it's like, oh, it's a split off the ball. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to stay and not cover a wide-open shooter. Like, you think the Heat shot 17 or 35 from three on purpose? Like, no, it's because of how many mistakes – Michael Porter Jr. And then KCP, I'm even more disappointed in because that's a guy who's won a championship before. And I'm not saying KCP is some great player, but like he's a veteran voice on this team. And through the two games in this series, all I've seen is KCP complaining about the officials. It was the same thing in game one. He was a negative in that one. He's a huge negative here tonight. Fouled two three-point shooters for six free throws. Like, and what was he doing out there? Plus, offensively, he was not good. He bricked the three at the end there. Luckily, uh, Jokic is able to box out three Heat players by himself to get the rebound, then threw a skip pass cross court to Jamal Murray, who knocked down the three to give them even a hope of coming back at the end. But those two guys playing that poorly just did not work because the Nuggets don't have that kind of depth. And the Nuggets got a great game off their bench, man. Christian Braun played great. Bruce Brown played great. Jeff Green played pretty good for what he does. Like, those guys aren't to blame, but you can't have two of your starters being that trash. And even Aaron Gordon, I thought, was just okay. So... I don't know. It, I mean, it does. I guess. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm just disappointed in them because they just played like mind-blowingly bad basketball. MPJ and KCP. So yeah, they no, don't even no. get names tonight. They're just gonna get letters, man. No, I, I hear you. Let, let's stick on Denver before before we go and celebrate the the Heat culture. Sure. Okay. Devil magic. By the way, my favorite thing in this series now is watching Gabe Vincent try to guard Jokic. Because mm. there was that one play in the fourth quarter when I think Jokic saw Vincent and just kept backing into him. And I swear Vincent took at least eight to ten steps stammering backwards until he was under the basket. Uh-huh. So that's my favorite mismatch of this series. Other than my guy Cody Zeller who cannot play another minute with Jokic on the floor. Like they actually have to fire Spo. If if Cody Zeller is matched up on Jokic, because I almost felt like they were gonna lose this game just because of that, mm-hmm. like like in the third quarter. But like, yeah, back to the Nuggets. Like I thought, because like coming into this game, they hadn't lost a game since like that one where Matt Ishbia shoved Nikola Jokic, um, and they have been on this great run. And we had talked about two against the Lakers, and I think in game one too, you talked about how you're not sure a team that hasn't been here before what kind of composure that they're gonna show, mm-hmm. and. I thought this was the first time where it seemed like another team during this playoff run really kind of pierced that kind of invincibility that they had, yep. especially at home, right? Especially mm-hmm. at Ball Arena where they hadn't lost a game. And that's all. No, tonight was Balls Arena, man, from, from the Miami Heat, man. But, like, mm. like I, I it, that just didn't feel like the Nuggets team that I had been watching, like, throughout the playoffs. And, you know, they seemed flustered by the zone. They just seemed flustered by the Heat. And like Jokic, I'm looking at it, he's got 41 points. And, you know, he clearly wanted him to be a scorer tonight. And and he had 28 uh, field goals. I think he only had like 12 in game one. It, I don't know. What is it? Like, when I'm watching it, it feels to me like Jokic is like not comfortable when he's the scorer. Like, I know he's still getting buckets and stuff, but it just doesn't feel like that's the way that he wants to play. And I guess this is the right strategy for them because, like, none of these other guys really gave them anything outside of, like, a brief spur from Jamal. And like you said, uh, Christian Nicholas Braun, uh, a.k.a. Cousin Greg. (laughs) Why does he have his whole name? (laughs) Yeah, by the way, his whole name, as someone shared on Twitter, is Christian Nicholas Braun. 
That's crazy. Uh, brown, man. I guess. I guess it is pronounced brown. So, so nah, he is come not. Come on, man. Yeah. So, why anyways. is it pronounced brown? Um, it's, it's a full name that is fully you, you, pronounced. You know brown. what? There's a. There's it confuses like, <laughs> everybody. No one has just said Christian Brown without a hesitation in their voice. Like it's like a hezy because you yeah. got to remind yourself that it's a totally different word. No, even though it's spelled the exact same way. No, he's, he's, that he's a hezy god. He's a hezy god. No, there's like yeah. eight. There's eight off days coming up um, over the next three finals games. So somebody should ask that question. But but what did you see from like just the way Miami deed up yeah. Jokic tonight? And what do you think about when Jokic just has to be a score? So I don't even think Jokic had to be a score in the sense that Miami was funneling all the action towards Jokic. Obviously, they were still sending tons and tons and tons of attention at Jokic. Um, I just think that the, the Heat did such a phenomenal job of taking away most of what uh, Devers' other options were. I think, number one, for two games in a row now, the Nuggets are not scoring much in transition. I think number game two, they actually caused more live ball turnovers out of Miami. So they were able to score a little bit more just based off of that. But in terms of just like the way that the Nuggets were able to run the the Suns out of the gym or the the way they ran uh, the Lakers out of the gym in particular, they don't have that against the Heat. The Heat, well, whether that's because they're smaller, whether that's because they're not as committed to the offensive glass, whether that's because you know they play harder than everyone else, which I genuinely believe, they don't give up transitions. So that's already like a big portion off the table for the Nuggets as a whole. But that's fine because obviously half court they're good too. But Okay, so what are the what are the options playmaking wise that Jokic should go to, right? Um, first off, they played a lot of zone in the second half that really took away a lot of the Jamal Jokic pick and roll game. Because when they go to that zone, it's no longer Jamal playing pick and roll with Jokic. It's a lot more of like they're trying to for, uh, force feed Jokic in the middle of the floor, where you have like you know Gabe Vincent basically around his waist, like pantsing him, trying to prevent him from getting the ball, and then someone else pinching from behind. Like it's a really good strategy, and and they're focused on that rather than just letting Jamal play pick a role with with Jokic. So I think there is a limitation to the Jamal factor. Also, you notice that the Heat were blitzing um, Jamal quite a bit in this game. So again, that's another way to neutralize the pick and roll when you send two guys at him and essentially prevent him to, from doing anything actually in terms of scoring with the ball. So that's the Jamal aspect, which is already quite difficult. KCP, mostly a movement shooter, but this guy was breaking everything. I thought his confidence was super low. Again, he keeps complaining to the officials. Like, you're the old head on this team outside of Jeff Green. You've, you won a championship. You have to compose yourself. I, I can't stand, like, scrubby players like this, like, complaining like that. I know he could be a lot better than this, but your job on the team is not to be complaining. You're supposed to be a cool head on the team. You're supposed to play defense. We see some good moments of that. We see some horrible moments of that. And I thought tonight was just, I, I can't believe how badly he played. And I'm not even expecting that much from KCP, but genuinely horrendous. You know, there was no confidence there. Michael Porter Jr. takes a lot of out-of-rhythm shots. And I think it's, he's one of those guys who probably believes, like, oh, I can shoot over the top of people, so I'm always open. But it's like, you need to be able to be more patient with the ball and also like recognize the fact that if it's not your night, you got to find other ways to score. How many times do we see him going through a little duck in tonight, right? A lot of Jokic at the top of the floor, which means the paint is open. Obviously, they had a bigger body on Kevin Love in the starting group against Aaron Gordon. So there's not as many bully ball opportunities where Aaron Gordon was just like destroying Gabe Vincent or Max Struess the way they had mismatches in game one. Remember how he started? That doesn't exist anymore because he's got a bigger player on Kevin Love on him. But that means that one of those tiny guards is now guarding Michael Porter Jr. Did you see Michael Porter Jr. duck in for a look? Did you see him try to get an offensive glass? No, all this guy does is just jack up terrible threes. And it's like, yes, he's great at making them, 
And so I'm cool with him shooting it. But like on the series so far, he was two of nine in game one from three, one of six from three tonight. Like find a different way to diversify your game on top of the fact that you play horrible defense and your your decision making there is bad. And then you're and then you turn to your bench. The only guy who consistently gets the ball is Bruce Brown, who plays more of a backup point role. And he plays a lot in transition. And I, again, I think a lot of transitions have been taken away from Denver. And then Jeff Green, who, you know, uses his size, gets in for fouls. Like, you can't really expect more than nine points in 60 minutes from Jeff Green, where he hasn't missed a single shot. Like, that's amazing, right? But I, I just think Miami did a really great job of neutralizing a lot of the other actions that, um, you know, the Nuggets were able to score on in game one and also just what the Nuggets rely on. And so a lot of possessions defaulted back to Jokic having to, like, you know, MacGyver his way into buckets. And it's amazing watching that. It's beautiful watching that. And I thought he was actually just going to do that to the win, uh, especially the way he closed the third quarter by filleting, um, you know, Cody Zeller. But at the same time, the Heat threw that curveball. They put that zone in there. Jokic turned the ball over a couple times. And meanwhile, the Heat, you know, were executing amazing offensively. And the Nuggets just couldn't keep up with that. So a lot for them to adjust up to. I think the Nuggets obviously have a lot that they can correct. Like, just very simple actions. Like, hey, two guys are splitting off each other on the ball. Are we switching that? Are we maintaining our matchups? What are we doing on that? Dribble handoffs? How are we going to guard those? Because those are things you can anticipate from the Heat every single night. And the Heat are going to run it beautifully. They're going to run it with confidence. And their shooters are going to shoot with poise. And they're going to move without the ball if they don't have the shot. So you need to then, as a defensive group, rise to that challenge. And look... They can execute it really well, but there's no excuse for the Denver Nuggets. They can execute much, much better defensively, and I expect them to do that. And it's because if you don't nail the details against Miami, you will lose, you know? And and that's what they have done all season, or all, all playoffs run, is expose your weaknesses. And that is one of Denver's weaknesses, is that defensively, their level is not that high. But at the same time, I refuse to believe that these very simple actions that Miami was running, the, the Denver Nuggets can't guard better. Yo, what you know about MacGyver, though, man? Uh, it was an SNL skit. I watched like SNL for like two years. Oh, where? And... To like learn English? No, no. Oh. I, I think it was just, you know, when you're in like high school and you're trying to like figure out like what adults think is cool so mm. that you can maybe become cool. Mm. Um, and that in itself is deeply uncool. And I was like, well, could people just kept referencing SNL. I think maybe I was listening to some Simmons pod. And there was a period where he just kept getting SNL actors on. And oh I was man, like, the pod, the Podfather influence is crazy, man. I was like, I was like, is this show heat? And I watched it for two years, and I like had never really laughed at the show, but I kind of watched it just to be like, maybe you know it'll happen. And yeah, no, it's okay. I, I, I like the guest involvement though. Like I liked when I, I don't know who won on that show. Man, it was a, it was a dark two years, man. I was I was watching anything on TV, so I, I, that's not a high bar, but. No, I'm on I'm on IMDb right now. Yo, instead of instead of the basketball reference game, the oh. crazier game would be the IMDb game. Like I'm Ooh. literally looking at like we could just do like actors from the wire. Like mm. this this would be impossible though. Like, okay. I'm, look, I'm looking at this one actor from the wire right now. Okay, yeah. And and you are not yeah, no, we'll, we'll try this later. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, we'll Man. try this later. Anyways, All back right. to the game. Um, yeah, whatever you said about the Nuggets. Um, and then uh, <laughs> and then my Miami Heat, you know, apologies. Bro. I thought the game uh, started at 830. So, <laughs> so I, did the Nuggets. So I took, <laughs> why did you sound like Mark Jackson there? That sounded like a joke that Mark Jackson would make. Um, so, so yeah, I set my alarm to wake up at, at 820 and I woke up a little earlier. Bro, um, why are you asleep at 8 p.m. in the first open place? My, open my Twitter 
and my guy Dan Devine uh, tweeted that, man, those two Max Struess threes must feel good. Mm. And I was like, oh, this can't be warm-ups. Like, he must be tweeting about an actual game. And then mm. turn on the game. It was it was 10-2 heat. You know, Struess hit four threes tonight. Like you said, they were 17 of 35 from three. I thought Kevin Love being in the starting lineup was great for them, too. I thought Bam played a really good game. Um, mm -hmm. and, and they played like the, they had a great stretch there at the start of the fourth quarter. We we're talking about the fourth with Jimmy on yep. the bench mm -hmm. and shouts to Duncan Robinson, who has now shushed the Celtics, uh, crowd in a game seven and also flexed on the Nuggets crowd at ball arena in game two of the finals. Not a lot mm -hmm. of people have those two things on their resume. And, and then Jimmy checked back in and, you know, typical Jimmy, like, you know, he had 21 points tonight. Wasn't like a takeover game from him. Seven of 19 from the field. But, but when you he, needed him. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But this is the thing, right? Like, it's like, I know it sounds very like narrative driven or whatever you want to call it. But this is just what happens. Like yeah. when, when you need Jimmy in these situations, like I think back to the Derek White game in game six, mm -hmm. and I'm sure, you know, um, you know, he culture disciples can, can think of more than that. But we haven't had those like 50 point performances from Jimmy. It's yep. been just this these like surgical performances where he just picks his spots. And when you need him in the fourth, he's there. And he was there again. Like I, I've just I've just run out of ways to describe being like surprised at this Miami team. Like mm -hmm. no team in the West could come in and beat this Nuggets team. Not Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. Not AD and LeBron, who had two really good shots mm. at the start of the Western Conference Finals. But it's it's Max Strews. Hold on. What? You gonna disrespect the big meow like that? You're not gonna give him not a, the ant and the meow. No, man, I'm giving no respect to the ant and the meow and, okay, and the other right. meow, Rudy Gobert. Right. Uh, the two meows, man, they pet smart. Um, so, but it's Gabe Vincent. It's Gabe Vincent, 23 uh -huh. points. It's yep. Max Struess. Well, it's not Cody Zeller. I don't know why it's, it's so funny. It's not Cody Zeller. He, he minus not. 14 in eight minutes? Oh, my God. He needs to go back to see his family or something, man. Oh, man. Um, But it's all these guys just, just coming through. And it's the eighth seed, man. I, I know we got to stop talking about them as the eighth seed, but I'm just so impressed by this Miami team. And like I said, man, they had to weather a 26-point swing. Mm -hmm. Like yep. they had the double-digit lead and then gave it up. And we're still able to pull themselves together. I think they were down like what eight going into the fourth quarter. Yep. And like erase that right away. Mm -hmm. Like I think Duncan Robinson had his own personal run. Three so. straight, three straight buckets for Duncan Robinson. Yeah, yo, the the killer ones is when Duncan Robinson gets to the basket. Oh yeah. <laughs> when yeah. he gets to the basket and he finishes over you. Here's like, the thing. Oh man. Here's the thing. As as a fellow shooter, all right. Mm, mm. Sometimes, so when you walk in the gym and you know you're a shooter, and the, the other team. Like players know you're a shooter. Mm. They're going to be up on you. They're not going to help off of you. They're going to try to pick you up in transition. And so, like, a lot of the game, you're not even going to be able to shoot. Because, again, like, it's not like I have any other ball skills, right? Um, and uh, to be honest, Duncan's kind of similar in that way. However, in that moment when you finally slip free for an open look and you actually knock it down, now it puts a different level of um, uh, not even a, a – fear but it's sort of like an extra bit of an alert because i think as a defender when you're guarding a shooter you're like i got i can't let them get open for three and i'm gonna stick with them i'm not gonna help off of him but after you see that one shot go and you're like damn that's the one thing i'm not gonna let you and duncan didn't even hit a single shot until the fourth quarter right that first three he got open he, he knocked it down after that point when you up fake the defender is guaranteed to jump because all they're trying to do is erase for that previous mistake and that's when you have the opportunity to take it to the basket 
Now, of course, I have zero other skills in terms of taking it to the basket, but obviously Duncan does have some size. He was able to finish through contact in some of those plays, but he's also able to slip back door because as you notice, as soon as he got open for that one three and he made it, the rest of the time, everybody was just jumping at him. And he'll do anything. He'll just curl around, like just move the defender, maybe touch the ball, maybe he won't, maybe he'll screen, but like all of a sudden he just becomes like, they, they start guarding him like clay almost, right? Because I think mentally you're just so focused and locked in on, I'm not going to let him shoot. I'm not going to let him get a touch. I also thought Christian Brown did a really great job defensive against him in the first half. There's one play where Christian Brown got like three steals on the same play. And finally, the third time, he was actually able to secure the ball. So he did a great job chasing him around. Second half, he didn't play as much because I, I just don't think that Mike Malone was able to trust his bench to continue playing well for him, even though that's what actually got him into that lead in the first place. But regardless, that's what happens with Duncan. And, and he becomes so much of a threat. And I think the Heat have multiple guys like that. Um, the same thing happened with Max Struess. Max Struess knocked down those three threes, or four threes in the first quarter. And like the rest of the game, even though he didn't do anything else, guys were just scrambling anytime he had the ball. Gabe Vincent, that was a true shooter that night. Like out of all those guys, Gabe Vincent made more tough shots on all those. But Gabe Vincent continuously able to move and, and pivot without the ball. And that's what the Heat do. They 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 establish that threat and then they leverage it. They move. And that's the big lesson I've just you take away from watching the Heat, which I suppose you could have gotten from the watching the Warriors all those years, but the Warriors felt so good, it felt unattainable because it felt like supernatural. With the Heat, it's very natural. We're talking about Duncan Robinson at the end of the day. But the way you make a guy like that dangerous is you move with the ball, you empower him to shoot whenever he has the opportunity, and then obviously you are able to like constantly look for him or at least run actions for him. And that's the thing, when again, when you're watching from Raptors' perspective, it's just like, look, obviously we don't necessarily have that dead eye of shooters, but we have shooters, and we have shooters that can hit, but all our shooters are standstill shooters outside of Fred, right? And so you need to be able to leverage that threat and move it around, and that's how you make everyone more dangerous. That's how you do that push-pull, that little stretching, you know, where you can get um, whoever's screening to slip back door like a Bam, like a Jimmy, like a Duncan even. And and you get that sort of effect that you can really, really leverage all your threats because that's what the Heat do well. They met, they play off of each other. Um, they establish that threat and they just continuously find ways to parlay off of that. Like, I don't even think it's like Spo necessarily calling play after play after play, but guys know how to read and react based on how much the defense is sort of overreacting to them. So you got to give the Heat a ton of credit, man. Their execution is so good. Um, but at the same time, I'm, I'm just I'm just thinking from the Nuggets perspective, it's like, okay, yes, they executed well, but like you can execute well on, def- on defense too. And that's what you're going to have to do. Now you go into Miami, you need to be able to handle something as simple as splitting, you know, off like a split cut. Like you got to be able to do that, right? Two guys screening for one guy screening for another guy off ball. What are you going to do in that scenario? Because so many times tonight they left the heat wide open for three and you make one or two of those plays correctly rather than that being an error that could have been the difference in you being up 2-0 and putting some actual pressure on the heat and all of a sudden now the heat have all the momentum so you know that it just goes to show like what you can do like when you play really well as a team that's the heat lesson all season or all yeah. playoff season because regular season it was not like this but whatever no no full credit to them man and now denver gotta gotta walk into the kasaya center mm. and, and see dj khaled and and hear the Seven Nation Army chants. Um, mm. You know, I want I want to see that crowd rowdy. You know, um, even though I'm pretty sure it's gonna be half full <laughs> to start Game Three because it's a Wednesday. Friday, matter, Friday might heat, be a little different. Yeah. The Heat bring their own intensity. That's that's the cool thing with that team. And also with the your point about Jimmy, like, yeah, he shot seven of nineteen from the field, but in the fourth quarter, 
Um, he had that one contested three, which was late shot clock, but like contested corner three over Aaron Gordon. Super tough shot makes it. And the next play down, exactly what happens, right? Aaron Gordon's now respecting Jimmy's shot on the corner, on the opposite corner. Jimmy knows this, up fakes, and then drives by, and then hangs in midair. Aaron Gordon's chasing from behind because he had to jump out on the three, catches him, you know, trailing, and gives up the foul for an and one. That's six points right there, just on two plays. And then when the Heat were down three, um, or, or when they're up three after Jamal Murray made his three, Jimmy Butler comes right back down, one-on-one mid-range pull-up jumper, knocks it down. Those are the kind of big shots that, like, the rest of it doesn't matter as much to me. And I think part of the, his shooting so poorly tonight was just because he kept, like, over-penetrating. And I think Jimmy in this game was really trying to draw in the defense and the kick out. And he had nine assists, and I thought he did a great job of driving. But I also think a lot of times he got stuck because he drove too deep. Um, so I think there's probably a bit of a pivot point to be made um, or maybe more passes to be even found. But I thought Jimmy did a great job of just like getting the ball deep and then kicking it out. Um, when he actually had to shoot it, wasn't as, wasn't that great, but I still thought he was a really great engine for Miami's offense. Yeah. I feel like late game too, in these situations, it just feels like he plays with more purpose on, on offense too. Like, I feel like he gets caught, but he had no rhythm. Games. He, he had yeah. no rhythm in the fourth quarter and he still knocked it down. No, that, but it's that's like, the thing that's like really admirable. No, it's crazy, man. I almost like, I almost feel like I know this run has like elevated him and stuff, but in the same way, I've kind of looked at it. I don't know if it's because of his injury. Like he doesn't have, he doesn't have that offensive game like a LeBron or KD or whoever, Mm -hmm. but it's like, I'm still going to take Jimmy in these situations, like at the end of the fourth quarter in like a tie game. Like Mm -hmm. I just trust him to be able to create, um, whether for himself or, or for his teammates, like it just seems like he always makes the right plays in those situations. Yeah. And yeah, the what was it? They shot two free throws, I think, in game one. Mm-hmm. And then today they got to the line 20 times. So yeah. so that normalized too. And they were more aggressive. They were um, way more physical too, I thought. Yeah. Just no, they things. played like the Heat tonight. Like they played like the Heat. Like yeah. this is the Heat team that we've seen throughout these playoffs. And, and you know, like... I think Milwaukee fans at the start of the series, and I mean, we were too, saying that it was over. Yo, th- their run has been so deep. Remember we are making fun of them because Spo said they were the Navy SEALs and, and they were going to go into Milwaukee and take care of business? Right, right, right. And, and they're, they're really doing it. The Navy SEALs are, are still alive. Um, but like Milwaukee fans were writing them off. I think Celtics fans were surprised and they were saying, oh, there's no way the Heat are going to shoot like this. I'm sure even three. Knicks fans coming off a of 4-1 in the first round Yeah, no, that's still fair. fairly optimistic about that's fair. that matchup. That's, that's fair. And it's like Knicks you know fans what? too. Because Knicks fans were like, oh, wow, we avoided Milwaukee. Low-key, this is better for us. Yeah, and, and hey, listen, the Knicks had home court, right? Mm-hmm. So so they had to feel good. But like even Boston fans were like, yeah, there's no way Miami's going to shoot 50% from three. But like here we are, man. Like Miami... And it's not like they're they're like you you can't watch that fourth quarter and be like oh yeah they they were lucky, you know what I mean? They out executed no, really and out, they out executed and outplayed mm-hmm. Denver, who everybody considers and rightfully so is a championship favorite. So now I don't even know where this series is gonna go. But I'm glad it wasn't another blowout and it's not gonna be a short series. It looks like oh yeah, otherwise it would have been a 40 minute Death Cab concert review tonight. Well, we're gonna get a lot of Death Cab. Oh yeah, this, we're we're, we're gonna get to that. Yeah. Um, but, no, I mean, I always thought that Miami had ways to attack Denver, right? Mm. I just thought that maybe Miami wouldn't have ways to defend Denver, and I've just been really wrong about that. Like, number one, their transition defense, I just can't say enough about it. Denver has just been steamrolling teams in transition, especially at home. And through two games at home, I don't even think Denver has 20 transition points. 
Like I, might, I really have to look up the stats, but mm-hmm. honestly, when you watch these games, do you get the sense that Denver's? I think the out only time plays? I felt like they got out in transition was in that at the start of the second quarter. Yes, that. exactly. Like and when Jokic sat, and that was when uh, cousin Greg was like pushing the pace a lot, like forcing a lot of turnovers. Yeah, and I think it resulted in a bunch of threes for them too, right? But that was really the only stretch where it felt like it was yeah. a track meet. Like by the third quarter, I think this is how you judge Miami Heat games too. Is like the more un- unwatchable the game is, the better it is for Miami. Like the way the pace slowed down in the third and all that stuff. Like that was perfect for Miami. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, th- I just think for the Heat, they have ways to attack them. Like the pick and roll is there for them. Like Gabe Vincent having great games is not an accident. Like, the, the mid-range pull-up is there for him. The pull-up threes are there for him with a good screen. You saw even Kyle Lowry's been scoring efficiently low-key. Yeah, right? and I don't like, want to hear about Kyle's plus-minus. I know, I think he was like a minus-24. Oh, Kyle was great in this game. What are you talking about? He, he was great, yeah. but it's like, my other thing is like, this man's checking with Cody Zeller half the time, man. It, it, yeah. Like, I'm going to need to see some advanced plus-minuses on Kyle, man, not to be a homer, but... Because yeah, every yeah, yeah. minus with Zeller on the floor, that's on Cody Zeller. Yeah, a single game plus minus obviously is just just very iffy. Um, it's also just the most conveniently used stat. Like, oh, a guy played well. Let me just slap but, that but, plus but, minus. But listen, but listen, we will. Bad, let me, no, but listen, you know. we will conveniently use that when Kyle is a plus. No, for sure, and he for has sure. a terrible but game in that second quarter. One, as you mentioned, when the Nuggets went on that run and they, you know, it was they hit like four straight threes at one point, and uh, you know. It was partially hot shooting. Bruce Brown knocked down a three. Jeff with Yo- down with a Jokic three. on the bench. I think they outscored them 21-6, yep. to six, I yep. want to say. Christian Braun stretch. got a whole bunch of steals in that stretch. None of that had anything to do with Kyle. Yo, that's the way saw Royko line up from now on. <laughs> that's the disgusting brothers now because he's really Nicholas Braun. Yo, that's actually wild that his name is just Nicholas Braun. That, he got to change his name, man. That was really the only stretch. That was the only stretch where it felt yeah. like they were really out there flowing like the Nuggets. And then yeah. the Heat shut that down quick, man. And that's, co- the that's coaching, like- though, man. That's coaching. Oh, that's discipline. Absolutely. That's yeah. everything we talk about. The Heat, that's why I got so mad Like in the second round when people were like, oh, Joe Mazzula, Doc Rivers is a chess match. It's like, no, man. They playing Go Fish. No, like- legit. And, and But like that's where, for Miami, like the adjustments are there, the toggling between man and zone, the way they leverage their pieces on offense, like, Miami throws their whole team at you, man. Like, the one guy doesn't have it tonight. Like, Haywood Highsmith played really well in game one. Game two clearly didn't have it. Spoh's just like, you're out of there. And also, you know you, I mean? Haywood we'll Highsmith, guys. Uh, a guy that you still don't believe is a real player. I still don't. Every time he checks in, I'm like, who? Yo, so I found out over over the weekend. I don't know if you knew this. He was on the Sixers before. Like, he what? was part of the process. He was no. on the 2019 team. I don't know if he was on the playoff roster. There's You're going to no have to check way, that. Bro. Because, there is no way. No, because people were circulating this highlight. He defended Dwayne Wade in Dwayne Wade's final home game, like, of his career. Like, it was Sixers versus Heat. And I think he, like, blocked one of Dwayne Wade's, like, breakaway dunks. Like, you in t- his wait, final game. He's been in the league three seasons? Yo, this would be the most impossible basketball reference game. Was yo, was <laughs> Haywood Highsmith, like, there when Kawhi hit the shot? Because he was on that team. No, I don't think so. Really? I just don't think he was playoff eligible. Okay. But, but he did no, play but he the he probably the was season. in the arena, though. He probably was in the arena, I want to say. Ooh, We're you know the interesting thing about the Kawhi shot is that I only have pictures of the Raptors bench celebrating because it was on that side of the floor. You know, oh, what yeah, I, mean? no, I actually fair. don't have that's any fair. pictures of the Heat or of the of okay, the uh, Sixers. We're, we're gonna have to hit up AP oh, or something. And by the way, I, I know for sure that even though I haven't seen the photo, I know for sure Doc Rivers had his hands on his knees. 
Oh, wait, hold on. I almost forget he wasn't the coach of that series. Oh, I wish he was. Oh, yeah, it was. Would, it was our, he should have been. Like, Brett spiritually, Brown, he should have been. The original disgusting brother. Oh, um, Brett Brown. Shout out to Brett Brown. Yeah. No, we should pin that one on Doc Rivers, too, man. Who cares? That should... Um, you know what I mean? That just spiritually feels like Doc was there for that. I don't know why. Wait, was Brett Brown... Brett Brown wasn't even fired after that series, because he coached in the bubble, too, right? Yeah, he was in the bubble, because huh. Doc blew a 3-1 lead in the bubble, <laughs> and that's... <laughs> somehow, Doc continued to fail upwards... Doc gets fired by the Clippers and takes Brett Brown's job. Mm. Yeah, that is what happened. And then, in, and then in Doc's first year is Ben Simmons passing the ball against Atlanta. Mm. Doc's run. Oh man, Doc's run. Also, I know this is off topic. I know his but, hands were on the knees for that series. For but sure. did you see? Did you see um, when the Suns announced they hired? the mogul Frank Vogel mm. that about 15 minutes before Mark Spears from Anscape reported that Doc Rivers had pulled out of, of hey, the man. running. Yeah, this no way, this is the new move now. Cause we saw this with, with double N Nick nurse in mm. Milwaukee too, right? Like an mm. hour before Adrian Griffin was made official. So this is like the new saving face move now for, for coaches by their agents. Like is that I, 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 I didn't want the job. Like, you know, I didn't finish second. Like I'm the one who actually pulled out. I, I think the interesting thing for this is it's a really great way to see which agent and which reporter have a good connection, you know, because mm. or like which like NBA player or team or coach. In the yeah, sense but, and it's also like it's also like the man. agent doing a solid for his guy to be able to say that, like, but bro, can, you know, can we people say like not see it as so can not, can you no, not but that's what I'm so saying. Apparently, no, like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you can see through this and it's like. Doc, like I promise you, we're not judging you because you yeah. finished second to Vogel. We're judging you because you lost thirty-three times in series clinching games. I'm not even sure he was second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean, though. Like no yeah. one's clowning Doc, being like, uh -huh. "Wow, he couldn't get the job," and like the mogul mm -hmm. did. Like nobody's saying that. We're clowning you because you're like seventeen and thirty-three right. when you can clinch a series. Only man. you are still calling him the mogul. Man. Listen, if Common calls him the mogul, he's the mogul. It is what it is. By the way, for the NBA draft, they should have common rap every single guy that gets Ooh. introduced. Yeah. Okay. I like, like that. what rhymes with Wembayama. That might be actually that's not that hard. Yeah. He's taller than two of your mamas. Here's <laughs> no, Victor Wembayamas. No man, you're getting escorted <laughs> off stage by Mark Tatum, man. Yo, this is the anti-rabbit eight-mile performance. I didn't even need uh. to hear the rest when you said that first bar. Uh, holy it's better um, than jason it's does it not rhyme with kareem benzema this man got hold on huh? man yo quick detour again before we get back <laughs> okay. to this game two brother but did, did my man kareem benzema really get three years like 600 million oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah like yeah. that's a real contract yeah, yeah yeah um i mean as you know like i i think um a lot of the uh, there's a, this phenomenon going on called sport washing. Um, it's probably been going on for a long time, but um, yeah, I, I think in particular it's been very noticeable in in football in particular. Oh, is this is like is this like the live golf tour? Yeah, yeah, and and for me, I'm just like I'm a little bit hesitant in the sense that like I'm like all right, so uh, other countries have money now and they put on events and all of a sudden it's sport washing. But if it if it happens in the states, it's not that much because I'm like. You know, but you know what? Whatever, whatever. Honestly, put that on the side. Obviously, I'm not in support of the politics behind these things. But basically, yeah, that's that's the whole idea. And obviously, Ronaldo went um, to the Saudi League earlier this year. And Messi um, might too, right? Because he's leaving PSG. It very much sounds like Messi will go there as well. And I don't know if that leads to people actually watching that league. But at the same time, like, you know, that's what they're banking on is if we take 
your biggest names and we're talking about we're taking Real Madrid striker who is like one of their greatest strikers of all time and that's a really historic franchise but seriously what Kareem has done to that team I've seen single first-handed honestly as a Liverpool supporter but like seriously he's he's amazing um Ronaldo and Messi obviously they speak for themselves like people are going to watch and you know we'll we'll see like what the effect of that is long term but yeah in the meantime they're throwing like ridiculous amounts of money because there is no salary cap in soccer you know and and soccer has always been like a huge economics kind of sport like you know you saw it like let's say psg like when psg took you know um neymar from barcelona like people at that time barcelona was at the top of the world like nobody was quote-unquote taking any players of barcelona barcelona will come to your club and take your player instead um but they they, yeah they they are able to get uh neymar um and that's sort of just continuation of that. I mean, you see the same backing for like City and and and, and, and PSG and other sort of franchises. Yeah, shouts to City, man. One step closer to the treble. Shouts, yeah, shouts to City. You know, I'm a, 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 you know, even though obviously I despise that team. That's been the team that um, Liverpool has been trying to catch like for the last like five six years now. Um, I can't hate Ilkay Gundogan at all, man. He just what? seems like such a good um... dude. You don't He's know, just, he, bro. He scored both goals, and they're both screamers in the final. In that did big, you? So, cup. so when you watch Man U versus Man City, like, do you root for one team more than the other, or not really? I'm, I'm rooting as a hater. So I'm actually not okay, that I'm okay. supporting United, but I'm like, I kind of want to see City lose more than I would mind. So they United can't get the winning. three trophies. Yeah. And by the way, United, honestly, they had lots of chances to 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 play in that game. Like, it wasn't City's best played game. Mm, and you know Bruno yeah. Fernandez with nice penalty, you know. Um, uh, but I, no, I you see, if, if you actually watch the game, you would <laughs> I don't know, say man. That. I saw like Cause, three tweets. Because so Bruno does this cheap thing. Well, not even cheap. It's it's clever, but it looks horrible to watch. Mm. Where he would he so for the penalty run up, right? You've seen different run ups. Like some people just like stand on the ball, and they just kick it, whatever. Some people do a short run up. Some people run in long. Oh, he's he's got he's you saying he's got his own steez when his, he does this? It's not steez, man. This guy will will. Like lightly jog to the ball, and then sometimes he'll just like hop, like do a high jump, and then mid air as he's on his way down, he'll kind of like maybe like hezzy the keeper. The keeper is always just ready to dive one way, or but the other. it works. And then he like chips it the other way. So it works. It, it looks horrible. It does work a lot. Like he had okay. a really long streak of scoring. Like I think if it works, that's steez, man. I don't know, man. It's like it's like seeing a guy going to the free throw line throwing it un- underhanded or something. It's just like. <laughs> This guy hating on Jeremy Sochan or whatever. Ba- I mean, <laughs> basically, Spurs. yeah. There's All other right, guys who do a... it too. Jorginho does it too. You know, you know Jorginho? I, I have no idea. You could be making <laughs> up names and I'd be like, yeah, man. I'm pretty sure you just told me Hakuna Matata scored the both goals for City. That's what I heard. <laughs> Ilkay Gunawan, bro. Come on, <laughs> Oh, man. man. Anyways, apologies yeah. to all the footy fans. All right, we're back. Basketball. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, anything else from this game? Anything to look forward to to game three? Um... No, I'm just looking forward to Game Three. Like, I think it's gonna be much more competitive of a series, uh, and I'm happy that the Heat took it, mostly because I'm just like, yo, Denver with their brilliance at the end, and obviously Jokic was brilliant in this game, um, and and him and Jamal almost brought them back at the very very end. But like, they didn't deserve to steal that game, man. Like, no, I'm they, actually happy they, the, the right basketball the, decision. The Heat, won the out. Heat thoroughly outplayed them. And, yeah, it's and just out executing. It. And that's the thing to me. I'm just like, yes, your talent is very important and the Heat have talent, but like your execution above all else is the most important thing. 
this like this actually, is, yeah this, this is, is, is going to drive heat culture at an all time high, man. This is a this is an all time heat bro, culture. Look at the right game here. that they played tonight, man. Again, the way they execute on defense, on defense, the way they fly around on on offense as well. Like all all my respect to them. Like that's I just want to see a sport played well. I don't even want to see guys come in and they're so talented and, and no one could really stop them, right? And to be honest, there's a, there's a sense of wonder in that in terms of like watching Jokic. But at the same time, to me, like I'd actually prefer watching a team work better together than watching singular talent crush whatever's in front of them. No, I think that's fair. And I, I think the other thing, too, is that, you know, if Denver's going to win this championship, I want to see them have to problem solve and get through this Heat team. Exactly. And, and I want to see their best level rise in, in this moment. And I saw their best level in, in the Lakers series. That's why I know Michael Porter Jr. and KCP could play a lot better. But like. They didn't play at their best level tonight. I don't want to see them come away with the win just because Jokic could do whatever he wants. No, I love this, man. And he really can't do anything, by the way, man. He is he is kind of magical to watch. No, like I said, man, please go back and watch that clip of him just backing down Gabe Vincent 12 times <laughs> in one possession. I'm shocked he doesn't have, like, a Kavon Looney, like, chest injury, man. Oh, man. Although I guess Jokic isn't, like, like he's not like that, you know? Whereas, like, like he's strong, no. but he's not going to, like... Puncture your chest the way Kawhi does. I mean, he, he did to Markeith Morris, but that was a different story. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, uh, by the way, this is going to be the first time. Well, not first time, but this is going to be a, a big storyline with Jokic going back to Miami, back to the scene of the crime. You remember when uh, oh, he, like, LeBron, he hit Markeith Morris and then that, the whole that's fight? Right. No, but Jimmy that happened Baller in Denver. Like, that happened in Denver. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happened in Denver because remember the Heat were trying to go into Denver's locker room. Right, There's right. that famous photo. But then what happened? I think what you're thinking of is like then they had a rematch and the Jokic brothers showed up. Oh, like they right. bought yeah, tickets. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. So, gotcha. so we and then they went to them. the club afterwards. Oh, that's that? right. That's right. They, had, they but, went but, to that one club in Miami <laughs> where like the, they they bring over the sparklers and then they bring over that big sign. No, but that's I what think. What club is that? Um, live? No, I don't think it's live. Um, I don't know. I'm not familiar with uh with South Beach. I've actually never been there. Um, we might have to ask our finals correspondent Joseph Cacharo. Oh, um, brother, Joseph Cacharo on South Beach. Let's. I actually don't Man. know if. Uh, yeah, I gotta check. I gotta check if his employer is sending him to to Miami as well. That's fair. But, that's fair. Ah, uh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, but I guess that beef is over now though, because that was around. Because that was Jokic. Just like that was a dirty play, right? He just shoved. Marquise Morris. Well, I mean, Marquise and, Morris gave him a dirty play first, so it's one of those right, like right, retaliation right. things. But you remember, Obviously, like, Marquise came up the worst of it. He, Yo- he missed like a whole year, man. He did, man. And then Jokic, you remember Jokic had that dirty foul on um, Devin Booker the year that they got swept, like two. Ah, uh, yeah, years. yeah. What you yeah. didn't think that one was dirty? No, no, no. I just forgot <laughs> oh, okay. about it because yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think Jokic I'm not trying to say Jokic PR. is a dirty player. I'm just saying when he gets frustrated, like we've seen these moments. From yeah, him. no. I, big players getting frustrated is always a scary sight. Um, you know, I, I think with um, with that incident too. I just remember uh, the iconic photo of all the Heat players standing in the hallway, and That's it's right. Andy Ellisberg who <laughs> is blocking them, their GM. And I'm just imagining that in Toronto, like Bobby Webster <laughs> standing in front of the locker room well, we, in we, his Paisley shirt. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't have to worry about that because all we have is Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly running off the court after a play-in comeback, being like, oh, "You know, the Raptors are trash." Yeah. That's 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 all the behind-the-scenes drama oh, we have. Oh my goodness! So, yeah. all right, timestamp, timestamp, please. Mm. And uh, three finals questions from me tonight, and then we're gonna have the tweet of the night. And then we're going to get into the after hours festivities. 
First of all, I guess not a question. My first observation. So we talked about Ken Jong being at game one of the finals. Oh, brother. And, and Peyton Manning, Sean Payton, and Russell Wilson was the rest of the celebro. We hit a new low today. Oh, my God. Tonight, David Thompson, mm-hmm. Alex yeah, that's, English. That's cool. That's cool. So like former Nuggets. Yeah, you know, that's Classic. Cool. That's cool. Love the rainbow yeah. jerseys. Throwback Alex English jersey was... Uh, was a huge hit during my time in in high school. Shouts to oh, Sexy word? Beast. Was that yeah. was that the mellow, uh, baby blue mellow jersey of your era? Yes. So there was a because t- there was a time when like Jay Z, Fabulous, and all these rappers in like the late nineties, early two thousands, like they all wore throwback jerseys. Oh yeah, yeah. In music videos, and it just became like the thing. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. everybody wanted like the same like five throwback jerseys. Right, right, right. And the Alex English one was like the most coveted. Damn. At the okay, time. Yeah, so so yeah. two two on the celebro. But then they panned to Charles Barkley of TNT, um, was the third celeb, and Adam Silver. That was tonight's celeb row on TV. Uh, again, you are if you are a celebrity coming to the game and you are going to be on celebrity cam, you cannot be, you are disqualified if you are working that no, night. No, no, no. Yeah, no. Number one, like Charles Barkley I, is working. I actually that think game Charles, for so, NBA so TV. on a technicality, I think Charles is actually off tonight. But still, no, he, that doesn't he's employed. To me, bro. No, he's no, employed. No, 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 I'm on your side. He's employed. Yeah. You also cannot show the commissioner of the league as a celeb. <laughs> like, are, is the NHL panning to 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 Gary Bettman? Like, yeah, like, are we panning to Rod? Like, when Beyonce and Jay Z are at a Super Bowl, are uh-huh. are we panning also to Roger Goodell? You know, uh-huh. uh, you know what? That's a bad example because I've actually seen them do that. But I'm just saying, celebro. This is the worst celebro that we've seen. In in well, finals history, I think they got to stop saying celebrities in attendance. They got to just say like former Nuggets greats in attendance, just people in attendance. Yeah, NBA people in attendance yeah. besides the players and the coaches. Yeah. By the way, I was thinking, what dude, are you going to show is... me next, man? Calvin Booth? Like, <laughs> no, man. They're going to show. They're going to they, show. They're going to show was... you David Adelman, man. Careful. Bro, what they you literally said. did oh. show me David Adelman over the course of the broadcast. Yeah, shout out to Rick Adelman winning like, uh, winning bro, an award. Tonight. Also, I love the Rick Adelman man as a coach. Oh, I man. really, really like. I, I really enjoyed his work. He man. was like a he was like a better Don Nelson because <laughs> yeah, his yeah, teams yeah. that were actually like pretty good for long stretches. Mm. No, he was I on that. that every team. Don Nelson story I know yeah. is just of him like smoking weed with his players or oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. drinking beers in the and locker now, room. And now he's just chilling in Maui. No, Adelman was part of those Kings teams. Mm-hmm. He like coached a lot of those great Rockets teams that Daryl Morey gets credit for. Houston Rockets teams. That one's when Kyle Lowry first first broke out. I think he was part was of the team Houston. that won like what twenty one in a row or something like that. Twenty three in a row. Yeah, I think so. But that was before yeah. McHale, right? So. Oh yeah, I forgot about yeah. Kevin. McHale no, he ran a, at the corner offense, which uh, again you can you can actually YouTube uh, Rockets corner offense. Um, mm. It's really really good, and Kyle Lowry's in a lot of just, those plays. Just don't do that. Just watch Succession again or something, guys. No, no, no. There's because no need you, to. You're no not going to see Chuck Hayes scoring roll layups oh, or please. slips to the basket. Please, layups, please, just watch in Succession. Anyways, um, that was my first observation. Celebro. Got you. Got Looking you. tough. Um, I think it's going to get better in Miami. I think we're going to see, of course, DJ yeah. Khaled. Uh, maybe a little Tiger Woods, too. I don't know. Maybe What's Tiger, Tiger Woods? Woods doing down there? Well, people actually go to Miami to do stuff. Like Maybe a little Miami. Rick Ross. I'm not sure. Shakira's been at Heat Games. Maybach music. No, man. Nobody asked for this. This is worse than he's taller than two of your mamas. You know what? On draft night, <laughs> it's kind of heat, man. No, I'm you know sorry. what? You know what? That yo, was off the dome. Yo, too, we're man. swapping roles. So, so I'm sure on draft night, like you know, you know, we or you are gonna uh-huh. do like a serious pod, like yeah, yeah. whoever the Raptors draft and stuff. But the next day, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need bars from you on the first ten picks. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna need common right. level bars from you. 
Are you are you up for that? Yeah. They hit the lotto like Casino Rama, the Spurs pick, Victor Wamayama. <laughs> you know what? I got You know what? That one's kind of fire. You know any They're casino both fire, man. No, the two of your You mamas? know any casino reference is 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 kind of fire, especially Rama? Oh my god. Honestly, yeah. Victor's Wamayama's very rhymable, I got to say. No, no, no. It it's it's going to work out. He's he's definitely going to get name dropped a lot. Um Yeah. Number two, you know, Jimmy Butler after game one was asked how he was going to decompress. And and mm-hmm. he said that, you know, his daughter was there with him in Denver. So just hanging yep. out with her. Uh, played a lot of spades. I don't know how to play spades. Um, mm. um, do you know how to play spades? Or are you just a poker guy, bro? Uh, I, I have I have played spades, but I would need a quick refresher before. Like you're not familiar. Game, so, yeah. And he also yeah. said some of the guys went and saw Spider-Man. And he said he was going to do an escape room. Um, so I guess my question for you is like, you know, if you lost game one of the finals, like what are you doing to decompress with two off days? Um, hmm. you just going to shuffle poker chips for 48 hours. So I suppose I had a similar scenario where the Raptors lost game two of the finals. Oh, but that's right. Went on the road. That's right. I forgot that when the Raptors lose, you basically lose. Uh, yeah, Duh. I forgot about this. That's the whole premise of the react. Bar, right. So hold right. on. Let me reframe the question. What yeah. was it like for you after you lost game two of okay. the 2019 finals? So first off, um, yeah, I got to got the flight out to um, San Francisco, um, got to the Airbnb where me and my Yahoo crew were staying. Um, shouts to Keyshawn, shouts to Ahmed. Yeah, shouts um, to the crew. In Alameda. Um, and I got there. And I think the whole time on the flight, I had like downloaded video of game two and I was like breaking down a couple of clips and, you know, trying to select a couple of things. And like, I I don't know, I just felt really nasty about it because I felt like the Raptors really should have taken game two as well. That was also the game where, um, you know, it was just there was a miscommunication in the like the miscommunication. And I forget what defense that the this I feel like the Warriors went to some special defense or something, but oh, it just that, really... That was the one where Iguodala hit a big shot at the end, right? Yeah, yeah. That that led to the, I want Iguodala from Max Kellerman, which is just his all-time, like... I, you could tell me, like, any other fact about Max Kellerman, it's not going to be as cool as, Yo, you know, I the need, Martians I got need, the death beam pointed at Earth. I need you to do a one remake shot. of that. I need you to do a remake, but it's like, I want David Adelman. Like, I need you... <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry to Dave Adelman, man, but I, I can't. I, no, shouts to Dave. Shouts to Dave. No, I can't. I can't. As a Raptors head coach, I just can't. I can't get there, man. And, and it's for reasons that are not about basketball. I just feel like it, it's not problematic either on, on his end. It's problematic on my end. I just I can't let's, look at him. Like let's every, just move on. Let's it's just the same move reason on, I didn't want Bud in 2018, man. There's let's just, just like, let's just move on because you know what? Like something bad happens in the game, and then you pan over to Bud, and he's just sitting there like he smelled a fart. Like it's just mm, mm. I can't have that like as a viewing experience. So anyway, well, once again, um, back back to your routine. No. Yeah. So what did I do when I got? To, so I, I was like already kind of made myself sick. So. um yeah, I, I walked around uh, a lot, you know, went to a couple of shops, you know, just kind of scouted out a couple of places to eat in the area, found a basketball court, kind of just like, you know, I, I wish I kind of had a basketball in that moment because I kind of just really wanted to shoot. There's a nice court. I think the Warriors actually built it in some park in Alameda. Um, then I, that night, I, you know, I feel a little bit rude saying this, but, you know, t- when we were on the road, we typically went out as a group, the three of us, um, our Yahoo crew. But it was just me and Keyshawn that went down to the... Oh, man. Crew of three became two. Yeah. It was it was kind of a crew of two situation. Yeah. I think we might have met up with someone as well. So we discussing, just kind of like went out. Discussing uh, brothers, man. Not quite. Not not okay. quite. Not, okay. not me okay. and Keyshawn, bro. We, okay. were, we were very holy. 
mm-hmm. walked around, you know, those those slanted hills in um in uh in San Francisco. Yeah, lots, and then lots I of think hills, man. The next day, I think I oh that night actually, I went to um I went I took the train, I took the BART, I think, um, to uh Palo Alto where I a met up with a friend that I knew from uh, middle school and high, and high school. It was actually one of the first guys that I was like friends um, in basketball with because he was a huge fan of. Um, Shouts to David Guo. I don't know, I don't know if you're still listening, David, but you know you're my guy. But like, um, yeah, we went to Hilltop together. Guo we talk, man. Damn. Yo, Guo. Shouts to my Guo, man. That's my Guo right there. Bah. But like, he he was such a big fan of basketball. I think he really got me into being a fan of basketball as well. So me and him used to just always hang out. Mm. I remember him because he he bought all the he bought he had like five colorways of the Dwayne Wade Converse shoe. No, that's hard, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know why. I mean, I think he just really liked Dwayne Wade. But like, mm. yeah, we were friends for a long time, and then we sort of like got out of touch after you know we went to high school and stuff like that, and then whatever. But it was just weird because he's like, "Yo, reach out," because like you know whatever and so i hung out with him and then i like stayed overnight with my aunt and uncle um who live in palo alto and then the next day i went back downtown but i went with my uh with with my nephew with my nephew what am i saying um with my cousin um who is like i don't know man like 14 years younger than me um so we just kind of like went around places in san francisco she kind of showed me around a little bit went to chinatown got some bubble tea you know, had some. I think we had ramen, and then I, yeah, we split, and eventually kind of went to practice and did work. But I, I, I kind of did what Jimmy did, was just like kind of actually enjoy my life, enjoy my family, um, and yeah, it was a lot less stressful when the Raptors won games three and four in, uh, in, in Oakland. So, oh man, those are, I was feeling good. Those are great W's, man. Yeah, I was, I was. Bro, game three was amazing. The Raptors had like fifteen blocks. I felt like I think Serge had like six by himself. Was well, game three or four the one where? Somebody was out for them. Was it Steph who was out or Clay? I think Clay, Clay might have been out, out for game because three. one of those games Steph went crazy, but it like didn't matter. I think it was game three where Steph did that. I think he had like yeah, that was a chaotic game, man. But yeah, it was but the Raptors game. just kind of held them at line. It was kind of like in this game where where you know Jokic went nuts, but you mm-hmm. know ultimately uh, yeah, no, because yeah, I was kind I was kind of worried after after game one seeing those comments from Jimmy. Because it's never a good sign when when a star player starts talking about how basketball isn't everything. And, and that's what mm. he said. Because mm-hmm. I've watched too much LeBron in my lifetime. In, in any series where LeBron knows that he's going to lose, that that is like his go-to. Like he starts talking about how like, you know, family's important too. And mm-hmm. there's bigger things than basketball. But yeah, I guess I don't, I didn't have to be concerned because because heat culture showed up tonight um my, my third Bro, question, by the way yeah, our that? memory our, our memory of, of of that final series is so dead on you're right steph curry had 47 in that game mm. the next high score was draymond at 17 <laughs> it's never a good thing when draymond's the second nah, man, score, tell man. me the other guys who played man uh, did boogie cousins get in there cousins had one for seven for four points mm. who's that guard who's that guard that they had coming off the bench man who was like quinn cook? quinn cook yeah quinn yeah, cook. N- nine points actually that's uh yeah. that's our fourth leading score they had uh, uh, Andrew Bogut play 21 minutes in this Hold game. Hold on, Alfonso- Bogut, Bogut was on that team? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What? Alfonso McKinney played, um, who the Raptors had famously cut, I think that season, played on the, in that series, mm. was one for four with four fouls, trying to guard Kawhi, which I thought was hilarious. And meanwhile, Serge Ibaka, six blocks off the bench in 21 minutes. Yeah, man. Play. I don't know how I remember exactly how many no, blocks Serge Ibaka had. No, shouts to... Um... 
Bro, look at our starting five, Shows man. Kyle Lowry, 23 points. Pascal, 18 points on 8 of 16 shooting with 9 rebounds, 6 assists as well. No turnovers. Kawhi Leonard, 30 points, 9 of 17 no, shooting. No, I love... Uh, two threes, guy, 10 of 11 This guy throws. listing out Kawhi Leonard like he's Bro, just another player, man. Danny Green, 6 threes made. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. That was Danny's game. one good game. Yep. That was Danny's Marc one Gasol, good game. Marcus Gasol, 17 points, 6 of 11 from the field, 7 rebounds, 4 assists. Like, oh man, our team was so good, bro. Bro, oh I sometimes God. I sometimes just pull up. I mean, I pull oh, up bas- I pull up basketball reference because you know I had to prepare three players for you tonight. Um uh-huh. so I've got that ready. But like sometimes I pull up Oof. basketball reference just to look at that 2019 team, man. Sheesh. Just looking at that roster. I remember like the whole momentum was was on Golden State, and the expectation was that the Warriors were gonna of course. You know, go home and like continue to of course. You, know, you, steal re- it. you remember after after the Raptors won game three. Draymond went to the podium and was like, we're going to win game four, we're going to win game five, we're going to win game six, and we're going to celebrate. No, he said, good times ahead. Yeah. And then he had like little like the transition glasses or maybe sunglasses, (laughs) but like tinted glasses. He kind of looked like a villain in that moment. And yeah, by the way, the next game too, that was the best part. Game three, the Warriors just couldn't score at all. 92 points or game. This is game four. Mm. 92 points. Man, Pascal with 19, Kawhi with 36, Kyle with 10. Um, Danny with five, Marcus all with with no. Why are you nine, why are you telling me Danny with, with five off the bench? <laughs> like who oh, who needed the Danny with oh, sorry, five sorry. recaps? Sorry, sorry. That's actually I, I read the personal fouls call up. It was actually three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow, we've downgraded him from five to three. This is uh, this is like when they took away the Max Shoes three last year after like eleven minutes. Oh yeah, in Game Seven. Yo, that was no, great. Bro, this like, this was when man, this was when they our won. Team was so good. Man. And, and remember, they got all the footage of them walking off the floor. Nobody was smiling, and everybody's like, "Oh man, you know they've taken on Kawhi's demeanor now. It's all mm-hmm, business, mm-hmm. one yep. game at a time." And none of that would have mattered if KD uh, didn't come back and get hurt. But anyways. Bro, um, that that game was so sick too, man. Oh man, what a finals, oh. man! Anyways, my third finals question was gonna be. Oh yeah, we're gonna yeah. have to save this actually because I was gonna go through and what I was gonna go through and see how many classic uh, final series we've had since two thousand. But oh. we might need to save that just for an episode or maybe even a draft of favorite finals games since two thousand. Well, we no, we, we kind of did we, that though. We, we no, we picked the we series. We picked the series. I'm talking individual games. Just games? Yeah, anyways, anyways. Let's just save this. Let's just save right. this. Well, this, this is not top 20. No offense to this game, but it just wasn't. No, 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 no. No, but I was going to go through two, I was going to go through every series since 2000 uh-huh. and 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 see how many of them were actually classic. Like classic hmm. series, like classic series, not games. We can save that. We should ration. Let's ration. All many right. off days All right, ahead. Fine, fine. Uh, Damn, very tempted to answer that question. Yeah, I know. Right. Tweet of the night got a winner and a runner up so tweet of the night goes to our guy shrieky shooter mm. um big sun he said someday 40 years from now people are going to put up a photo of cody zeller to argue that Jokic dominated against plumbers so that's pretty good there we go and we have a runner up from william Lou, good. who said what did i do who said jamal making me want to buy a pair of new balance what you want man <laughs> Yo. what you want man you trying to buy a pair of mbs what's going on man Yo, have you seen the New Balance that he wore for Game One? Yeah, yeah. So those but are like the white. And- those are a collab with uh, Ame Leon Dor, which is like this huge streetwear brand in New York. Okay, so no wonder when I searched the Foot Locker website that I did not <laughs> no, see this color. Not, no, no, no. If you search Foot Locker and sort price uh, low to high, you will not be seeing those. I'm not yeah. gonna lie, I was very disappointed because I wanted to buy this exact. If pair. you really want these, like I can find for you where you can get them. 
no, bro, I'm not spending like hundreds of dollars on shoes. You don't want a bro. Jamal Murray? You don't want a pair of Jamal Murrays, bro? Okay, these are very, very good. Look, like they're very clean. Like again, mm. go search up Jamal Murray game one. I think GQ actually wrote about it. Mm. Um, they look amazing, but I, I just thought that they were going to be on Foot Locker's website and they're not. And I'm well, I'm sure there's a lot of like there's a lot well, there's of different new colorways like on Foot Locker though. That... But I want these ones with the green. Oh, okay. I don't even care about the collab. I just like no. The I wasn't green. I wasn't familiar. I wasn't familiar with your game, man. This is great taste, man. Because this is a this is a great looking pair of sneakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I know what looks good and what doesn't. I, <laughs> I don't know, man. Strictly I don't know. I got bro. some screenshots of shoes that you either bought or asked me and JR about during the season. Oh, that's <laughs> and true. Some yeah. of them were no. looking tough, man. Well, okay. Sometimes, you know, I see the price and it looks good because it's like $40. <laughs> yeah. But Yeah, no, I hear you. No, because yeah. I don't know if you know, related to. So I think Assad um, has a pair of these. Um, he has a pair of those Kawhis that he wore. Oh, I know. I know he has a pair of those Kawhis. Oh, he's, right? he's brought those to my house multiple mm. times. Yeah, I was looking. Yeah. I was looking at them on StockX on the weekend, and they're still going for six hundred dollars. What? It's the only pair of Kawhis that's um, that expensive, just because of the association with the shot. Because he wore those you know what? for the shot. So that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So that's fair. we we but, might but, gotta but get it, in on a group buy on that if you want to split ship. I'm not gonna lie, though. the Kawhi sneaker looks a lot worse than this Jamal Murray shoe right now. Oh yeah, yeah. I, no, I, this... I don't think this is. A, it's not even a signature shoe, right? I don't think it is. But the like, ju- is this just like a Jamal Murray personalized hyperdunk? Is that what? Yeah, yeah. This this right is pr- pretty much. I think I want to say this is like a, just a New Balance basketball model, like you said. Yeah, got you. And got like you. Jamal's because yeah, like their athletes is like him. I think Dejounte Murray. Yeah, is New yeah, Balance. Yeah. Dog, I've seen a commercial with New Balance shoes, and it's like it's Jack Harlow. Oh, that's <laughs> right. With, hooping with um, you know, Kawhi. you know like, who else has a you know who else has a shoe named after him by New Balance is uh, our our close friend Rich Paul. Like, what? yeah, if you look up Rich Paul New Balance, he had a shoe no named way, after bro. him. No way, bro. Yeah, no way. Bro. So, which is hilarious because obviously LeBron's associated with Nike, and yeah. and then Rich Paul's just what got the? his own pair. Yeah, it's the it's the New Balance oh. 550 Rich Paul. It's just yeah, like yeah, yeah. an off white color. Yeah. What what about this is 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 Rich Paul personalized? Like is I, I think they just like I think they just like gave him a shoe. Yeah. Bro, why is it three hundred and fifty one dollars, man? Yeah, because it's Rich Paul, man. It's the RP one. Who is walking around being like, "Yo, I'm wearing Rich Paul right now." Yo, rocking a pair of RPs is pretty hard, though. Yo, you know what? Bro, you know what? This is the equivalent of. You know, obviously uh-huh. Jordans are popular, right? This is if you're rocking a pair <laughs> nah, of David Falks. <laughs> if you're rocking the Falk ones, <laughs> yo, you better fuck around and find out, man. Oh man! Holy! Just, just a Christmas Eve playing David Falk in a uh, in air. You know the? Oh man! You know the last time. Uh, the only time I think I saw David Falk in person was at Otto Porter Jr.'s intro presser. <laughs> nah, get out of he here. He was there. <laughs> you might need to look up. I'm guessing that's the agency that Otto Porter's with. And uh-huh. I think he right, saw well. the OG Dwayne Watson wearing Jordans and he was like, you got good taste. Like he walked into like the media room and said that mm. and just left. So, yeah, mm. yeah. So this is this is really just like a pair of no David that Falks. that really is that really because there's a lot of photos of David Falk with Otto Porter Jr. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah I'm looking wild, at a, I'm looking at right now from 2013. It said Georgetown forward Otto Porter has committed to agent David Falk. So I guess they've been in business together for his whole career. Huh. So respects to that man. 
We need. Oh, Amine wears New Balance too. Okay. We need to. Zach Levine, Jack Harlow. Okay. No, Jack Harlow being randomly dropped in with these rest rest of the athletes is so funny, man. <laughs> Obviously, Sadio Mane has been wearing those. Oh, word. Yeah. Well, is New yeah. Balance a big player in the in the footy game? They're they're all right. They got some pretty good. They got some pretty good like hoopers like Raheem Sterling. You know him. Yeah, I've heard of him. You know Bukayo Saka. What Naomi Osaka? He, he, oh. he he missed one of the penalties for England. Oh okay okay. Yeah. Um, he's he's one of the best players on Arsenal. Sure 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 sure. You know Timothy Weah? No man, I feel like you. You know you, George Weah? You his, legit his could dad. be making these up, man. Harvey Elliott. Yo, I mean, is there a soccer yeah. reference? I got to do that for you too. I feel like that'd be pretty uh, easy for you though. No, that's that's actually kind of tough because there's just way too many soccer. Like, yeah, players. he was at Man U and now he's at in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. <laughs> they, you need a hint. They call him a CR seven. <laughs> they call him the predator. Oh no! All right, El Predator. Oh no! Hey, we're not talking. We're not talking cleats, man. All right, timestamp, please. So uh-huh. next up, we're heading into the after hour segments now. Um, after hours. So still waiting for a Raptors coaching hire. Any any updates? Mm. Any whispers this weekend that we need to discuss, or do we just move on? I, apparently, Sergio Scarrello did not. Uh, board the plane um, to come to Toronto over the weekend as expected. So uh, I was actually honestly, it's weird because I think as Raptor fans, maybe the Kawhi um, watch experience like turned us into like stalkers, but we are just now conditioned to treat every single news story saga as if it was Kawhi watch. Like the head coaching search is not this interesting to me or to anyone objectively, but everybody is just scrounging, like looking for like a photo of Sergio Scarola wearing it, like holding a Shopper's Drug Mart bag. Yo, like Mar- Martians that- got the death beam facing the earth. I want Jordy Fernandez. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like people got strong feelings about this. People being like, yo, Darko Hive, rise up. Like, Hold you know, like- on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. That's real? No. No, some people we yeah, got Darko oh, Hive right now. I, I, I see. I see people being like, "Yo, Tyus Jones said T- Darko would be a great coach," and Darko wrote a you know I a res- whole I respect di- dissertation on pick and roll defense. I respect it. Like I respect that. it. But my point is though that we have taken every storyline, regardless of the magnitude, because Kawhi Watch deserved Ka- or Kawhi deserved Kawhi Watch. What about what about right? Jeff Downs' contract is coming up? Watch. This is what I mean. Every every single like. <laughs> open-ended storyline becomes obsessed over by the way i swear to god if i see jeff down at a blue jays game this summer he better be buying uh, the tickets man if he if he gets he, invited he, into a no, suite he, he's gonna hit for the cycle man. if he's about a, to see him if, if, Argos if he's at a tfc game courtesy of mlse like i don't know i don't I know he's that's, already been to a TFC oh my game. god that's a circumvention of the cap rules man he's not an employee no man you about to see him watching the watching the toronto rock oh man He's about uh, he's about, about pound the rock, man. That's the only place. Six? That's the only place he can pound the rock, man. But Not, I don't even think so there, to be honest. Okay, but, so 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 you're saying Sergio Scariolo was supposed to fly in? This is a, according to reporters in Italy that. Okay. Uh, so what what happened was, um, so his team was able to beat the Throna, <laughs> which three, yeah, and also we know the whole roster now. Uh, yeah, that that okay. is a vir- virtuous Bologna featuring yeah. uh, Semi Olgele. Yes, um, look at you, look uh, at you, Mi- man. Milos Teodosic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who else, man? <laughs> I need another who, dose who, of that, that dosage. Who, who is that? Who's that vast reference guy I gave you that you couldn't get? Wait, was the there who was in, on the Brooklyn Nets? Remember? Oh my god, I still don't know his name, man. Yeah, that dude. And there's somebody else too. There's, I feel like we went through like at least four guys, but yeah, whatever. The former Warriors guard. Come on, you know him. I forgot already, man. Who is it? Nico Mannion. Oh right, right, right. Carrot top. 
Yeah. yeah Nico yeah, Mannion. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. anyway, so you're saying... Uh, that was uh, Tornik Shengalia, by the way. Oh, my God. Still, no. He just refused to learn that. That's name, my Haywood Highsmith, man. There's there's okay. no way. Okay, so, so so they're still playing, and he's not flying in. Here's the thing. I thought they were going to... they still playing, and they're going to play in the final. However, I didn't realize that there was going to be, a like, over a week-long gap between the semifinals and the finals. What um, is this? The so, Super Bowl, man? Nah, maybe. May, honestly, maybe. But there's like a big break okay. in between. So I thought there was an opportunity for him to fly to Toronto for this weekend and do the interviews. That's what the reports are sort of hinting towards. But apparently he didn't get on that plane. Oh. Um, so first so off, now like, I'm, sure, I'm sure speculation is rampant now. Yeah. Sure. It sounds like, oh, maybe it's, the Raptors might go a different direction or whatever. But my whole, my whole thing is just like, not every story needs to be covered like Kawhi Watch. Why do we need to know the whereabouts well, I think the of difference, Sergio Scariolo yes, on a plane? I, okay, I think the difference, too, is like, okay, definitely like the... the Are we that bored? Like, no, there's got to be other things we can do, man. No, it's man this, go this is fandom, man. You got to let fans be fans. But I am with you, though. Like, Kawhi was coming off winning a championship, and this is our number one player. Whereas this is like, you know, a team lost in the play-in, they're going to hire a new coach, they're going through the usual process that every 30 team, all 30 teams go through to hire Uh somebody. And it's also like, there's absent of information here. Like with Kawhi, like we were able, I mean, we were the biggest culprits, but like we took every single like morsel and just turned it into content, right? Like him (laughs) showing up on vacation and like a shopper's drug mart bag, but like. I feel like there's going to Niagara Falls. Yeah, but there's literally like no carrying moving boxes. Oh man, yeah, that should have been the first hint, to be honest. Um, but like (laughs) he couldn't have made it any more clear. But there's no information right now, and I think the other thing too is like I think it's cool like people are watching interviews and like looking at like what these coaches are about. But like you're not gonna be able you're not gonna be able to judge this coach until number one he comes here and talks you know in the press conference, and even then you're not gonna get that much information. Like you can't really judge whoever's gonna get hired until they start coaching the Raptors this next season. For like sure. there's not For a sure. lot of available information we can speculate we can talk about it and i'm sure we will too but i, I think that's for me why i've like kind of opted out or not been that interested in it it's like let's see who they hire plus we got to see the roster that this coach is gonna be given with because mm-hmm. there's a lot of questions up in the air too and then we got to go to training camp and see what kind of things that you know he wants to instill in the team both both on and off the court so all that stuff we still don't know so there's really not a lot to be able to like speculate or talk about right now there's a lot of steps and again i'm not blaming anyone for this but i'm just noticing the fact that like we didn't follow storylines this hard like when Dwayne maybe that's good though maybe that's good coaching search we didn't obsess over that's no but the fan base is getting more you know it's it's a diehard fan base man but i I just mean like not everything has to be Kawhi watch man i'm just no i hear you Kawhi needs to be special no i we peaked at Kawhi watch man i I, I was very upset at jeff downs contract is expiring watch I don't know nah, what we were doing. No man. one, no one, no one has hated on Jeff Downs' downfall more than you, and you don't even dislike him. No, no, no. I want like... him to come back next season, but we don't need yeah. to talk about it. Like, <laughs> what is there to talk about? Just give me the transaction like wire alert on like real GM, and then we can just keep it moving. Like, yeah, you just want to see a, a, a press release. No, I don't even need. Yeah, I just want to see a press release. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's fair. just nothing more to it. But anyway, so so no movement on the coaching search. Do we? Do we have a guess? We're recording this uh, on Sunday evening right now. You have a guess on when when the announcement will drop? I still think this week. Okay. I'm going to say Wednesday. Wednesday as I'm I'm teeing off golfing with my dad. Mm. So that's that's my guess. Someone's going to whisper in your ear like the George Bush uh, oh, notification. No. Oh, no. Like, Which was for a very serious thing. Um, You're right. You're right. Sorry. Sorry. No, sorry. no, no. I've, I've seen like, a, is it Gen Z? I can't. Like Gen Z loves that joke. Um. 
But what was I going to say? So if it is Sergio Oscariolo, he can't even come here and do a real presser or he does have time to possibly no, he does fly have time. here and do a presser. He does have time and it seems like his, cl- his club is willing to let him leave right. in the middle of the playoffs. Although it is kind of awkward to see a, co- a coach just fully leave your team while you're still in the throes of the season. Eh, it's an NBA job though. Like I'm not disrespecting what they're doing over there. I know it's legit. But it's for one of the 30 most like prestigious jobs in this that, profession. That's hilarious, though. Like, so you're not going to run practice in those two days while he comes to Toronto. Potentially it gets announced, does a press conference, holds up a jersey that says, what do you think the Raptors jersey was saying? Because you know how Nick Nurse held up the 76 oh, But they the don't Sixers? all get jerseys, though, I feel like. I feel like that was just a nice touch by, by the Sixers org. Like, did Dwayne Casey like I, get a jersey when he got hired here? I don't think so. He got a, he got a rock. <laughs> yeah, so he definitely did get a jersey. <laughs> Yeah, so you're right. Yeah, yeah. so okay. I mean, Scariolo might get a jersey, and who knows? But it then, might not be Scariolo. So we. But don't then know. they're just gonna shake his hand and be like, "All right, good luck beating." Um, you know, I forget. I don't know. You know who they're playing in the final. I should probably look it up. Yeah, I've never looked up virtuous Bologna ever this much ever. No, it's life, all good, man. man. That's what. That's what. Like, that's what Derek Brandale bought me. Uh, um, it's Milano. That. Oh, okay. That's that's who they're playing. Yeah. Oh, this is the team coached by uh, Ettore Messina. Oh my God! Was okay. was all wasn't right. he on the Spurs or something? Yeah, wasn't yeah, he, he was interviewed? To be wasn't like, he part of the process last time? He was part of the process yeah. last time. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. So so we con- cool. we continue to wait. Is is the update? I suppose this is Kawhi Watch now. It's it, we went from Kawhi Watch to to the Coach Watch. Yeah, we need a better name than that. But yeah, no, we've been terrible with the names. All right, next time stamp, please, brother. Uh, okay. All right. Death Cab concert review. Let's go. Which, All right. So, what do you want to know? Take us. What do you want to take know, us through? Man? Okay. Well, take us through first off, like your, your history of Death Cab fandom, what this concert meant to you, all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. So this is, I believe, um, I believe this is at least my third time watching Death Cab in person, and what? I've been a Death Cab fan because um, I dated somebody like university or after I graduated that was a huge Death Cab fan, and like uh-huh, majority yeah. of like my my white music taste comes from like people I've dated or like mm-hmm. when they play famous like white music songs in like tv shows that i watch so okay, so okay. like spoilers soprano spoilers so like if, if you haven't watched the sopranos please skip like um like a minute ahead um what when bro no there are no such thing as sopranos no no but i'm, I'm about i'm about to list a character's death so like you're gonna have to just just skip forward 60 seconds oh, okay we're being fine. we're being very audience friendly because um we are number one still so shout shout hey. to everybody but yeah when when okay here comes a coach okay watch. here comes a spoiler your final final warning like when when christopher moltisanti died they played mm. uh moby when it's cold i like to die and mm. that was such just such a fire moment on yeah. the show and yeah. like i've been bumping that song for like the last like i don't know like 12 years you know what? I hear you because because mm. in Mad Men there was a scene where, and again, that's uh, fine spoilers, but there's a scene <laughs> yeah. at the end of season six where Mad where, uh, where where Don brings his kids to his childhood home and sort of actually reveals himself to um, his very privileged children and sort of shows them a, a peek of who he is, and then they they start playing uh, both sides now by um, why am I forgetting her name? Oh my goodness, the the Canadian artist. I don't even know, man. I got to look oh, this up my for God. you right now. Oh, Joni oh, Mitchell. Yeah, Joni Mitchell. Yeah. What am I? Yeah, I can't believe. But, but, yeah, but like, you know, they're. Yeah, that was a good introduction to that song. Because again, like, I think for you, I mean, like, our parents don't like just like play this music around the house, and so you know the stuff. Like, from like I've told the story once before, where I was like, just to 
like assimilate with my friends at, in high school who were really getting into music at the same time. It was like I went on a, a torrenting website and I downloaded the top 500 rock songs of all time just to like I can know a little bit about like, oh, this is you know the Rolling Stones. This is like looking is... up the Houston Corners offense to try to learn everything about basketball. <laughs> yeah, no, that was kind of how I approached it. Um, so I didn't really know. I didn't, you know, what I mean, I don't have that like implicit sort of like your parents play the radio on the background and so you know things like you know um, David Bowie, for example. Like I again, I didn't grow up here. Yeah, right? I couldn't tell you one single David Bowie track. Um, like still, but. Um, anyways, like, so I pick and choose in terms of like interest, but like Death Cab, yeah, yeah. like I got, okay. I got really into their music. Um, okay. What was the first album you got into? Death um, Cab? probably, oh, I'm trying to think of their names. It's the one before Transatlanticism. Uh, so okay. it was the one with New Year. Um, I gotta pull up. Yeah, their I'm not that familiar, but I'll pull up the discography right now. Yeah. So like, I know Transatlanticism and Plans was like really their biggest album that's really early i was gonna say yeah yeah so oh the photo album the photo album i don't even know that was one, the one it's got like movie script ending mm. we laugh indoors oh it wasn't even the new year one i got it steadier footing anyways i was like pretty big dead cap fan so uh back in october a fellow uh sportsnet producer dylan brown Who's, mm-hmm. who's a huge concert guy, which I got to tell you, which I got to get into as well, because okay, I wasn't familiar right. with his game. He had told me that they were playing at Massey Hall. And so we got tickets. And then eight months later, we were able to go this weekend. So went with with him and um, his wife, Mary. Uh, Shouts to Mary Brown, not to be confused with the chicken franchise. Mm. Um, so so we got to Massey Hall. And so so we were like you know whatever we met up for drinks earlier and the show started at eight but there was an opener at eight and and usually like i stress about this stuff because i'm like oh yo like it was general admission tickets we weren't seated i want to make sure that we're there at least like on decent time and don't miss anything but dylan's Mm -hmm. like yo don't worry man like so dylan has like you know set fm it's like that website where you can look up set lists like people type in set lists so like he's got an account on there Mm-hmm. And then I found out too that That's like smart, man. I found out too he collects set lists. Okay. So yeah. he goes to is it, concerts. Is, this is like this is like picking up the box score, printed box exactly, score. Exactly, exactly. But yeah. except there's only one box score usually. Like people are fighting okay, for yeah. them. more exclusive, right? Yeah. So, so how do you even fight for this? So he knows exactly he's been doing this for years and and he says that he knows exactly at these venues who to ask. Like you usually find like the sound check okay. guy. Um, mm-hmm. so then like I was witnessing this in like full action and he was like, he just knew like the, the venue in and out. Like it felt very comfortable going to a concert with him. He's like, don't worry. Uh, cause death cab played on the Friday. This was the second of two shows. And he was like, don't worry. I already like read the whole like review. They don't come on till nine. So we'll head over there at eight 30 and we're literally there right on time. Like mm-hmm. we missed like the first song or whatever, but he's like, yeah, don't worry. I already checked the set list. The first two songs is from their new album. It's like none of their classics. Right, so right, then we're there course. in general mission like massey hall's been renovated super nice and then like three or four songs in he's like he like went to scope a better area and he's like yo i got a better area for us to watch this and Damn. literally brought us to the side of the stage yeah i was gonna say yeah you were yeah because right i was sending you stand videos and then like we were literally standing there right next to the security who was super chill and like we weren't like pushed into the crowd or anything like we had like the best vantage point in mm. the house so you know it was sick to watch my guy ben gibbard and the band do like i will follow you in the dark and, oh, and, and some of the classics as well mm. um i'm trying to think of what other ones hit um i guess i realized a lot of their songs are in like car commercials now 
Because like yeah, a few yeah, of them sure. have made it like into car commercials. Oh man, did um, they do Grapevine Fires? I love that one. Ah, oh, they did do that one. Oh, um, that's tough. They did Expo '86. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. That's like an older okay. track. And, and Dylan, being being the concert uh, savant, told me they hadn't performed that live like during this whole tour. So I guess it was like a huh. special moment. Um, wow. And then of course they came out the encore. They wrapped up with Soul Meets Body, and then mm. the final song was Transatlanticism. But mm. like, Damn. but like in the encore, you're good. Yeah. So, but in the encore, as the encore, so it was a four song set in the encore. He started bringing us back, like out of our like side stage and towards like um, kind of the back where the sound guys were, because he wanted okay. to position himself to get the set list. Cause like people actually rush there after to like Bro, ask for crazy. the setlist. Yeah, Bro, this 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 is like Kyle Lowry always getting the game. <laughs> yo, ball. yo, it really is. So then like, wow, I was crazy impressed, and I told him like, I, I'm gonna do a story on this. Like it's it's crazy because he told me yeah. he told me he like he there's like well, another. Don't give away his secrets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... No, he didn't. Uh, it's not the secrets, but he told me there's like other people in the city who he like competes with for this. So oh, so okay. I was like, oh, do you think your competitors here tonight? He's like, no, no, no. They already grabbed last night's. Like I saw them here last night. Yeah. So like he was like locked in. But then the Uh crazy thing is though, when he went to ask right after the show, the guy told him like, no, no set lists, at least here tonight. Like it was all inputted into the computer. But then I see like Dylan start processing. Like he hung around, asked a couple more guys, went back up to the front of the stage, asked a couple people there as well. But then it turns out, I think it was like a super fan actually was there on the Friday night first show and had asked the people if she could get the set list on the second show. So then mm. we saw this Asian girl, shouts to her. It's still mm. AAPI month. She's the one Michael that walked dim some. She's the one. Sorry. She's the one. Yo, your bars are crazy tonight. No, that's a reference, man. That's <laughs> she's not, the that's, one. That's not mine. She's the one who, who got the set list. And, okay, and Dylan okay. was crushed because Dylan runs this account called Concert Dill. Everybody should follow it, Concert D-Y-L, where he posts uh-huh. all the set lists from the shows that he goes to. So then he yeah. was able to take a photo with it with his hand on it. So when he posted it, it looks like he got it. No, he messaged me. He's like, yo, I'm sorry. Like, I feel like I disappointed you. And I'm like, no, no, you're still Jimmy Butler. You just lost to Derek White. Like, like he's Ooh. still Jimmy to me, cause like okay. just seeing him navigate the venue and understand. No, that's pretty sick. Man. Yeah, so I was, I was like, yo, I gotta go to just every concert with you, cause like you know everything about these venues. So, anyways, mm. shouts to that, um, shouts to Dylan. That that's a better concert review than I was expecting, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, my but, bad. Um, yeah, or I mean, not my bad. Yeah, no, I was, nah, that was um, it was so, a good show, man. It was a good show. It, so, it was better than uh, Neil. Yeah. That's that's saying a lot because you were you were on your hands and knees for Neo. <laughs> I'm gonna have to fly to I'm gonna have to fly to Philly to watch Meek Mill <laughs> next uh, okay. season at the NN. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to give me your top five white bands. Oh man, um, let's see. I gotta pull up my list then, man. Yeah, off the top of your head. No. Well, I mean, I guess you can pull up your. Why do you have a list for this? No, because I have a white. Because uh, I, I have a famous hip hop playlist that people have hit me up for, but then okay, I have okay. a second playlist that's just like white music. So gotcha, can gotcha. I just do like white artists? Like it doesn't have to be a band. No, of course, of course. Yeah, so of course, of course Michelle Branch. Come on, man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, Michelle I Branch yeah, is yeah. number one. Um, we, we're gonna put we're gonna. No, put... let me let me let me hear your Sterling Cooper Draper Price lineup. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're gonna give <laughs> Michelle you Michelle Branch. We're gonna give you Michelle okay. Branch. We definitely that, gotta. That, that's your pain, Pritchard. We gotta give you Death Cab. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I listen to a lot of Chainsmokers, so we're gonna have to put Chainsmokers on. There. What? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm uh, so no, there's a lot of Chainsmokers. Um. And then what else, man? Let's see. I gotta put my guy Elton John on there. Psalm two okay. be- before the pandemic. Great live show. 
Got you, got you, got you. Yeah. Classic. Last one is tough, man. You know what? I got to throw Oasis on there just because I do listen to oh, them a lot. Oh, yeah. Come I do on, listen man. to them a lot. So I was going to say, if you didn't honorable, have them on there, Honorable mention to the Killers, to Maroon 5. Oh, yeah. Killers. Yeah, no, I'll Mar- admit, man. Mar- Mar- and we're talking about Maroon 5 when it was songs about Jane Maroon. 5. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only like, album. That's, whatever the hell they're doing that, right that's now. That's my Omatic. Yeah, that's my Yo, Omatic. Yo, that actually is a white Omatic album. <laughs> I don't know if I would go that far, but it, it's it's got all the bangers on there that you need. What do you mean, man? No, it does have all the bangers. but Bro, Sunday morning is New York's state of mind, Oh, man. yo, that's wild. Mm, no, that's wild. When that bass line hits? Yeah, no, my um, my white people music taste is definitely very simple, uh, very basic. Um, yeah. But like, I just like no, tunes. No, that's pretty good. That's I, no, pretty I like good. tunes that hit, man. Although Chainsmokers, I'm really disappointed. Yeah, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah. My bad. But I just got to, I got to be honest, you know, that's, that's how right. played. Yeah. You, you know Hoop. Yeah. You know Ball, but. Yeah. You know B-A-W-L, because this is a sad boy. List, oh, my but God. It is what it is, man. Uh, anyways, that that was my review, man. Shouts to Dylan, man. So. Wow. So, big, big fan. And also shouts, I had a chance to drop by, um, you know, prestigious uh, Toronto Metropolitan University today um, mm. uh, at Kerr Hall, checking out the uh, Amazion HQ event that took place. Yo, I keep so, seeing that on social, man. Yeah, so basically it was just a gathering of some of the best like Asian American hoopers in oh, okay. in um I think Canada and also across North America like um hmm. you know there was a three-point contest and, and a slam dunk contest that I missed. Our guy uh the monster Wesley Chen was doing play-by-play and was the MC. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was what? there. He was there. Oh, how did I miss this? Yeah, yeah, it was legendary. And then even how did I even watching oh some God. of the game? Even watching some of the game too. Like it was, it was um no, it was sick, man. There were some true hoopers there, and you know, like yeah. we love to watch hoop and stuff. Like watching these guys, watching these Asians. Like some of these guys have already committed to like colleges, universities. Yeah. I think there's this guy named Nick Chang. I'm sorry if you got your name wrong, but he's like committed to Waterloo. Like he was like a Chris Paul type point guard, Chris Paul, Darren oh, Williams type. Like there's, oh wow, there was this one other kid who like <laughs> no, there was this one other kid who had, who had 20 points. I think at the end of the first quarter. Damn, and he okay. had like footwork like Hakeem Olajuwon, like Olajuwon Jokic type in the low post, mm. just like pump faking the hell out of everybody. Like, so you tell me you you so this is mostly like high schoolers and like college. This kids? was high schoolers and like college. Yeah. Oh wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you tell me this is like the BioSteel game or like the McDonald's All American game, yeah. but this is like the Vitasoy game. Yes, so exactly. No, but it was great, man. I had a chance okay, to that's kind of had a chance to meet the Damn, or- had a chance to meet the organizers, a couple of people who like helped out there too. Yeah. Um, and it, no, it was cool, man. I wanted to drop by and Damn. check it out. It was great. I didn't, I didn't get the invite. This no, is, no, you were on, definitely guys. messaged our guy Chris, who we shot the who we shot the Toronto Metro. I'm yeah. just gonna say Ryerson, who we shot the Ryerson dock with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. He had messaged you. Yeah. He did? Yeah, Where? I think so. Because, like, he messaged me, and I'm like, oh, you should message Will, too. And he said he messaged you, but I think you didn't reply or something. So I don't know. Okay, listen. Anyways, so I was telling all, everyone all... there that you don't support Asians, so I'm sorry. Uh, this well, is, yo, this is, you're literally, right. you know who you are? You're Marlo finding out that Omar's been calling your name out. Dog, you just listed Chainsmokers as one of your top white artists. Right? <laughs> no, no, I stand I'm, by I'm okay. I'm, no, I'm okay. No, my, my credibility is so strong, I could get by with that one. <laughs> Bro, do you just like chain smokers because of the name? <laughs> no, is that, is that why? let's move on. Let's move on. Um, but anyways, um, it was a great event, man. And and you know, CCYA, Hong Shang, I think a couple of people were sponsored the event as well. And it, it'd be super cool to see it grow into to, to something yeah. bigger. So cop the cop the t shirt. Cop the t shirt to support, you know, had to. Yeah. So um, That's sick, man. Yeah, yeah. Everybody should everybody should um 
should follow. No, I'm getting mad FOMO right now. That that's that, that that sounded really amazing. No, it was it was super cool to be at. But follow them A M A Z N H Q mm. on on uh, Instagram. Wow, forty thousand followers. Listen, Jeremy Already? Lin follows them, God so damn. you guys better follow them too, man. All right. Damn. Anyways, this might be our way to getting in a celeb game. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, heartbreaking news. I will not be. Part That's of right. the CCYA celebrity game. Did you tell? This, did this you summer. tell Clement Chu this news? I did. Yet? I did tell Clement. Yeah. Okay. I did tell Clement. Okay. He was. He was cool about it. Okay. All. Well, who, whoever. Uh, I'm assuming I'm still in for the play-by-play. But if if I'm there with with a you know a replacement for for you, I'm gonna need that other person to go as hard as as you did last year in terms of how yeah, how, well, how honest we too. were. To, uh, uh, about oh, the celebs yeah. to the point Yo. where to the point where eighty percent of the celebs wouldn't even make eye contact with us at the after party. <laughs> yeah, we were like, "Yo, what's up, man? You remember me? You know, or not?" <laughs> no, 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 like, no not like, even any of that, man. They just walked right by us. <laughs> well, the only one who really, first off, no, we no one we roasted harder than 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 Ronnie Chang. Right, but that's a friend. Absolutely, that's a friend. That's a friend, though. Yeah. But then afterwards, Ronnie Chang came out, hung out with us, and, sh- and shared with us some of the wildest basketball. Takes, we, no, uh, no, we got to move share. on. We once again can have to move share. on. Yeah, we have yeah. to move on. No, but that, that's cool, man. I'm seeing the celebrities, bro. Uncle uh, Uncle Roger's gonna be there. Yeah. So you had sent me this. So yeah. So I'm very confused right now. So there's Uncle Roger, and then there's another guy who like invented the emotional damage thing. Yeah. Those are two. I thought they were the same person. Yeah, I'm not that familiar with their game. Yeah, but so there's even huh. So we got two. So we got two emotional damages. Is is basically what you're saying? Yeah. Here's the thing too. Okay. So um, I I was stuck on the uh, uh. So today was a family day for me. So I was I was right. with my family. Um, and so we we got stuck on the gardener because we didn't realize that. Yo, like, the gardener was shut down. down today. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So my dad just does not use like directions apparently, and mm. so or, or maybe he just forgot to turn them on. But yeah, ultimately we got stuck in traffic for a little while. Um, so, uh, I was just kind of like scrolling on my phone and then I saw this thing and I was like, oh man, I wonder if my brother who's 20 years old will recognize some of these people. So I showed him some photos. I was like, you know, here's David Fung, here's Andrew Fung. Like, you know them. And he's kind of like, no, not really. But like, it kind of maybe rings a bell when I said Fung bros. I was like, okay. So he doesn't know that generation. Um, I showed him a couple other people. He didn't recognize them. But then as soon as I showed him uncle Roger, he's like, oh yeah, I know him. And then oh, I saw him on the next man. slide, and it's Stephen Hood, and he's like, that's the emotional damage guy. So, damn, so Ronald knows these guys. Damn. Anyways, for, for people people listening, though, so the CCY Celeb Classic is going to be on July 8th, if you want to mm-hmm. make plans. Yeah. Bro, it's such a good time. Tickets man. are going to be on. It's... I don't think tickets have been announced yet, but when it does, definitely, we're going to have... They're going to go quickly, man. Trust yeah, me. it was sold out last year, so obviously headliners, Jeremy and, and Simu Lu, Jeremy Lin, Simu mm-hmm. Lu, and if you follow the CCY IG page, they've been announcing people who are joining. Um, and I think like similar to last year, a lot of the celebs are going to commit last last minute just because of their schedules. Yeah. Um, like they're not sure, but like, yeah, yeah. Like Will said, like it was, you know, we, we did the, we did the play by play last year and it was, it was a great time man. great vibe in the gym and all of that stuff. Yo, I, I couldn't believe some of the people were roasting, man. It was actually kind of insane to go face to face with some of these people. Yeah. But you know, like, we gotta, we gotta keep it real like that. And you know, like Hassan Minaj, like we were fully, I was fully. Oh yeah, but he was super down too to chill. For call, I was calling him Russell Westbrook with the usage, you, and you then actually... he literally came over mid game and talked to me, looked me dead in the eye, like one feet away from me, and he's like, "Talk that shit." Again. <laughs> no, he, I was like, you know what? All right. No, he was. Uh, please, that's kind of uh, please timestamp that for uh, for, yep, for I got language. you. I got you. I got you. Um, but but I think like some of those guys were down to like clown. 
to like oh yeah, yeah well especially comedians like come on man comedians are that's like your whole of thing, course right? it always yeah. it always surprises me or like it's like not eye-opening but it's interesting to see like who is or isn't down to clown because i'm telling you like across these like different industries especially people with like public stature and stuff like people aren't always down to be oh, like yeah, on well, the other side of the joke you know what i mean but I mean, I think I understand it from their perspective only because like there's so much invested into their image and that's like their job in a way. And like, you know, they can't they can't have any sort of like mistakes or that's how the, that's the kind of pressure that they move their life with. But but it's funny to like, me, the guys who I think would move like that, like a Ronnie who like, you know, arguably aside but, aside from Simu was like the highest like him and Hassan, like Hassan is huge, too. Right. Oh, Hassan like, is huge. yeah, he's huge. Yeah. But like those guys were down to clown. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's 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 always surprising. Yeah, but well, the funny the funniest thing was still last year. Thinking back on it, just me pressing Jeremy Lin on the microphone. Oh, that's right, because he wouldn't shoot. Yeah, the first quarter he was just passing, and I'm like, "You're Draymond. I'm gonna need you to be staff and like <laughs> loudly into the microphone for that's, everybody." That's right, and, but but you did pressure him because he did Bro, start shooting. Like, yeah. Yeah, he fully started shooting, and mm. um, I, I think I pressured him to shoot from half court for the game winner, essentially. Mm. Uh, and then uh, shouts to Mike Wu, shouts to Mike Wu made it. Oh, that's right, Wu Sanity. Yeah, that, the game winning three was on yeah. another level. Bro, too. he was he was on a different level, and then he pulled mm. up to our basketball run. And you know, no offense to Mike Wu, I think it's a nice guy, and I actually liked a lot of his content. But mm. you know, just basketball wise, he wasn't as like he he wasn't Steph Curry like he was in the in the slub game last time. Right, right. Some guys still some good, guys just rise to the quick. moment, man. Some guys just rise to the moment. Maybe the pressure wasn't big enough, you in, know. In front of I, the, I don't think in front of the sold out crowd. So. I just don't think me and me you and Trevor brought out the same competitiveness as seeing an actual NBA player on the other oh, side. Oh man. I'm just saying, man. I'm going to tank my play-by-play performance this year so I can finally maybe get in this game, but You're never going to get in the game. I'm going to get we into gotta... this game. I'm going to pay my way into this game, man. Like I, I, <laughs> Yo, we should raise money. And me and you just threatened Clem to get into the game in the name of charity. Honestly, <laughs> he's like, he's like, here's a bulls warm up. Will, um, no, shouts to Clem, man. Shouts to shouts Clem, to Clem. Shouts to Johnson. Sorry, Clem, I can't make it, but you know, shouts if, if I could, I would. But yo, Johnson, man, get I got on a friend's the... wedding that weekend. Johnson, get on the mic with me, man. Let's go. Um, all right, timestamp, final timestamp. Mm. It's time for the basketball reference game. Yeah, we, so, we need like a we need an official name for this. Yeah, so I'm, I'm actually like accepting yeah. names because the the basketball reference game just doesn't hit the same. You know? No, I, I hear you. It is very lame. Um, uh-huh. Okay, I got three levels for you. Okay, all so right, there's all right. no theme because I'm not you know lame. Yeah, it's just true hoopers only. Uh-huh. So this should all three should be in your wheelhouse. I'm actually not okay, sure got you. which should be level one, two, or three. So I'm just gonna kind of just go. Yeah, with that's it. fine. So this player was... Let me, get a, let me get a pen and paper. Man. Oh, yeah. Man. This guy taking notes on a criminal conspiracy. That's, that's no conspiracy. We are we are playing a basketball reference game. Here we All go. Right, let's go. Drafted in 2011. Okay. All right. 38th overall in the second round. This is yep. level one. It's just a warm-up yep. for you. 2011 to 2014, Houston. Chandler Parsons? Yeah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> God. Sorry. Bro, how easy was that? I don't know. I don't I don't really respect you, so I didn't go that deep. Okay. Yeah, all right, yeah. All right. Sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah. All right, yeah. let's try this next one. If you if you kill all these, don't worry. I'll, I'll come with better ones. That's fine. That's 2011 fine. Was, again. No, nah, that, that might be one of the quickest ones we've ever done. Yeah, though. yeah, but it's all right. There's no yeah. Bonzi Wells, man. Um, okay, all right. 2011, drafted mm-hmm. 17th overall. I feel like you're going to get this right away, too. 
New York, 2011 to 2015. 2011 to 2015, 17th overall. Yeah, would you like to guess? The Knicks. Or do you want the rest? Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just consider this. All right, I'm gonna have to find you harder ones, man. Right, let me. Okay, go. okay. Give me the second thing. Give me the second Cleveland. thing. Right, not... Cleveland. Cleveland goes to okay. Cleveland 2014 to 2017. Wait, what? Do you said 2011 to 2015 for the first season? Yeah, yeah, and then 15 to 18. Cleveland. This is Iman Shumpert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, I gotta go harder for you. Let's try this. Yeah, one. come on, bro. Sorry, I just didn't respect you. No, it's all good. It's all um, good. Honestly, 2012. I'm, let's see this. 2012. One. This all one's right, gonna be 2012. good. 2012. Yep. First round. I'm not gonna tell mm-hmm. you what overall now. I feel like I gotta what? make it. Tough. All right, whatever, whatever, whatever. Fine, fine. First season, 2012, mm-hmm. 13, Indiana. Okay. 2013 to 2015, Phoenix. Wait, so he was traded in his second year? Yes. Or he left. 2013 to 2016 Phoenix. Yeah, and then 2015 he was traded to Milwaukee and was in Milwaukee till 2017. And then one year in and then 2017 he also spent the rest of the season in Charlotte. Okay, he's traded to Charlotte midseason. And okay. then 20 18 2019 with Atlanta. Okay. And that's it. Huh. I can also give you his nickname because it's it's Purveyor of Fun. What the hell? <laughs> I feel man? like that might have thrown you off. <laughs> no, okay, hold on. I'm just gonna forget that real quick because that's the hor- that's a horrible nickname. Uh, why can't you give me the draft pick? I'm so confused. No, it, it, it's none of that. It's just like I feel like when I give you the range of like ten to twenty, twenty to thirty, it's like a pretty okay. good hint for you. Okay, so Indiana from 2012 for one season and then traded so to Phoenix Indiana, 20- Indiana for one season and then traded to Phoenix where he spends two seasons. So 2013 to when? 2013 to 15, yeah. But then in okay. 15, he's traded in his second season, he's traded from Phoenix to Milwaukee. In his second season in Phoenix. So Indiana, okay. Phoenix, and then third year is Phoenix, Milwaukee. Mm. And then he spends a couple years in Milwaukee, Charlotte, Atlanta. This seems fairly obvious. I don't know why. I'm just not, it's no it's necessarily just tough because like he's within a glut of these types of players. Sure. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, you, okay. All right. Something's got to jump out to you. Okay, so that Milwaukee team, 2017, he was traded 20, midway, twenty. so he didn't finish the 2017? Yeah, so 16, 17 Milwaukee, 2016-17, he, he split between Milwaukee and Charlotte. So he didn't play the Raptors in the playoffs that year. Interesting. Okay. Oh, yeah, because that would have been their, their other playoff manager. <clears throat> okay. No Detroit on here. Um, oh, why does this? It feels like a guard. You can ask for that hint if you would like. Yeah, what's the he position? He is a he's not a guard. Let me check if he should I should call him a four. He's a center. You still like a forward center? No, that he's, like he's a, a center. Sl- yeah. He's a center center. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Hmm. Centers in that era. Like. Alright, this is good though, because this is a Fawn maker. This is a good range for you. Like, yeah. John Henson, those are not picks. Uh, this guy just dunked down Chandler Parsons and Iman Shumpert. 
Yo, that was yeah, crazy. My bad. I had no respect said. for you. <laughs> that was my bad. I disrespected the game, and the oh, game man. disrespected but, me back. No, but this this is this is gettable. This is this totally is gettable, very man. gettable. Okay, I remember those Phoenix teams. You're telling me it's a center. Um, I I wouldn't be disappointed if you didn't get it like, though. Who who was the centers on those teams? It's, it's a little um, tricky. It's not it's, it's not Mirza Talalovic because he wasn't way on off Brooklyn. Okay, all right, fine. Um, it's a no, six, none of these like stretch four types. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I feel like you're closing oh, in. Is it a is it a white guy? Is it? It's like, is it a Plumley? Is it Mason Plumley? No, 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 Miles Plumley. Miles Plumley, you got yes, it. Yes, you got it. Uh, <laughs> See, uh, yo, I wouldn't have been able to get that one because that's crazy. I wouldn't have known Miles no, or Mason. I would no. have gone confused. I just for, I forgot that he got drafted by Indiana because I feel like the rest of it makes complete yeah. sense. No, Miles Christian Miles. Plumley, aka Purveyor of Fun. Okay, yeah. that's a horrible nickname. Man. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I got. I'm, I'm gonna, I got I'm some bonus two more, ones. Man. I'm, no, I'm I, got, to, I need you to level up, man. I got at least two more for you. So let's see. This guy was drafted 2000. And... Sorry about that. We had a technical difficulty. We're back to the show. Alex, we're playing the basketball reference game. I have just gotten Chandler Parsons on one team. Yeah, um, no, you, you pulled up. You pulled teams. up with 22 seconds, like in the shot clock. And like, then in my face. Yeah, Miles Plumley took a while. Um, yeah, no, no. We establish well. your level now. We establish your level. Yeah. You're on that Miles Plumley level. And I also weirdly think you like giving you when they were drafted is a really big hint for you. So Bro, how am I not I'm, gonna I'm, get the draft though? That's part of the game. No, man. I'm removing that for you. I'm what? removing that for right. you. Yeah. Cause I'm not I, that I feel good like, at this game, man. No, I feel like you're weirdly like very tapped into like draft positioning. So all right. Well, the Chandler Parsons one was simple because it was like a Houston Rockets player. Yeah, that, that's that why it was le- from the see, second round. That was a that was a level one. Like I figured you were gonna get it. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why I thought Shumper was gonna be harder for you, but I guess yeah, not. Yeah. Um. Okay. Here we go. Okay. All right. Drafted in two thousand and seven. Okay. In the first round, by Detroit. Uh huh. Spends the first two seasons in Detroit. Okay. So so oh seven oh eight. 0708 and 0809. He's in Detroit. Okay. I feel like you'll get this one. 0910, he's in Denver. And Yo, everyone's in Denver around 10 and, 11. And, it's and, weird. Yeah, and then he's there until 1112. Okay. 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 And then 1213, he's in Orlando. And he's there in 1314 as well. Mm. And then 1415, he starts in Denver. So he's back, back in Denver. In Denver okay. But then 2014-15, he splits between Denver and Portland. Okay. And then one year in New York, one year in Sacramento, one year in Orlando. So I also this, love, this player retired yeah, when? Uh, 2018. 2018. Okay. With Orlando. I love how every player, like <clears throat> the end of their career, is just three random teams at the end. Yeah. Okay, so... This feels like a big. Who was in that 2007 NBA draft? So not a big. So not a big. Okay. Guard. It's a guard in the 27 draft. Guard slash swingman. All right, man. Well, I'm just reading by the GF. Yeah. 
I'm just reading that position on on, on B ball ref, man. Okay, 07 draft. That is um... his nickname is also hilarious, but I I might be a giveaway, so I can't. Okay, okay. I'll, we'll save that as a hint. So this man playing twice in Denver is probably the biggest thing. Um, not to not to put pressure on you because I respect your game now. I thought you were gonna get this right away. Mm, I really? was regretting. I will say I don't know if this is a hint, but I was regretting giving you this one because I was like, man, once I read out the first couple teams, I feel like he's gonna get it. Okay, interesting. A starter, a starter for most of his career. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Started all the games in Denver. Started all the games in Orlando during that first stint. And it's a big. Okay. No, 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 not a big. Uh, oh, sorry, a swing sorry, sorry, sorry. Swingman, right, right, swingman, right, right, right. yeah. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, we found the right level, man. There's a lot of guards that have played a Denver twice and played a guard in 14-15. Who are the guards in that Portland team? I guess he's not that memorable. Who's the, who's he most memorable with, Denver? Most memorable probably with Denver, yep. Who was the guards on Denver, bro? I would say Denver slash Orlando. 2012 Orlando Magic? Were they even good at that time? Well, I think that was Dwight's final season. I mean... 11-12. They made a finals around that time, right? But not that year. Not 11-12. No, 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 no. That would have been after. Because that was was, um, Heatles. Yeah. That was the Miami Heat. Aaron Aflalo. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. 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 See? It's a good level. I used to be jealous of Aaron Oflalo. Yeah, all right. <laughs> he um his his nickname is Spellcheck. Why? I guess because his name's hard to spell. Like it's got like <laughs> I don't know. Man. Wait, These what's, names what's are hard so... to spell. about Aaron Oflalo. That's wild. No, because it's A R R O N. Like his first name. Oh, that that is a spell check. Man. Yeah, bro, so, that's actually so, really tough. Yeah, so that's that's a spell check. <clears throat> all right, no, I'm on a heater, bro. I forgot he was drafted by Detroit, but that's a good one. Oh man. Okay. I'm gonna end with a total. This is not no, like no. Give, give me something unfair, bro. Like it, yeah, it, this is not Melvin Eli, but all right, it's around there. All right, okay. But you know this guy. All right, all right. Okay, 2000. We're ending with this one. So he's drafted by the Lakers in 2005, second round. It's always dirty when it's a second round. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Got you. Got you. O five, O six, Lakers. That's his first year. Okay. 0607 okay. Clippers. And, and mind you, he plays one game with the Clippers that okay. year. played one minute. And That's, then what's 0- the point, man? <laughs> no, you know this guy though. Okay. 0708, he splits between Denver and Portland. Okay. 0809, he's in Houston. Hmm. Okay. Uh 10 he was in Greece. Okay. All right. I'm just gonna 10, put that down. Sure. Ten eleven, he's in Boston. Eleven twelve, he is in Orlando, and that's it. Oh, brother. Okay. Second uh, round pick I, with the Lakers in 05-06. So that was the season Kobe was going off. Which means that did he play for the Lakers team? Like was he like he played 16 games with that team. Dog, what kind of deal? This is disgusting. <laughs> hey, hey, listen. Listen. This is my revenge for Melvin Eli. <laughs> you had me boxed in. I want, to, I want you to know how it feels, man. I'm looking at grease on my sheet, man. So the, the, his career high in games uh-huh. was with the Houston team. Mm. 63 games and even started 11 of them. 
63 for the Houston. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And started 11. Okay. Listed as a shooting guard slash small forward. Okay. That 08, not 09 Houston Rockets team, bro. I, yeah, I, I do can, know some players from that team. Bro. I can give you that roster. Von Wafer? <laughs> yeah, you got Von Wafer. Bro, that's the first guess, man. That's so funny, man. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> there was Von Wafer. <laughs> nah, that's crazy, bro. That, nah, that was not Melvin Eli, man. Yo, how did you know he was on that Rockets team? There's no way. I don't remember, no. like, any teams he was on. Like, I knew his name. Oh, Yao Ming was on that team, so I was definitely watching the Houston Rockets. Oh, my God. Time. I didn't know you were locked but in. When you, said, when, you, yeah, when you said he played 63 <laughs> games, and then you gave him the guard, I was like, all right, it's definitely Vaughn Wafer or Luther sh- Head. Yo, I'm it's shocked not Aaron he Brooks. played. I'm shocked he played 63 games, man. Yo, that team, again, I think I think Adelman might have been coaching that team. Like, they, the way they ran their offense, like, guys were just able to plug in and out. It was really impressive to watch, man. I have yeah, no yeah. other memories of, of Von Wafer playing for... Uh, I think, actually, I remember him playing for Boston as well. Oh, yeah, that was the Adelman team. That was yeah. the one that went to the second round, and then Yao and Tima got hurt. Yeah. And they lost. Oh, that was Shane Battier. That's when Daryl Morey became famous. Oh, the no-stats all-star? Yeah. Because mm, yeah. it, it was like, oh, my God, he's putting a hand in Kobe's face. Oh, man. This <laughs> this is the same thing as P.J. Tucker holding KD to 40 points, man. No, nah, man. We that's, need to stop. No, I really got Vaughn Wafer. That's no, that was sick, bro. No, no, that's why like we we can't do any more tonight. You gotta end on that walk off. No, that's like that's a that's a yo, sick walk off. One guess on Vaughn Wafer is no insane. one one I guess on didn't even guess on anyone else. I have to. I wasn't familiar with your game. I actually have to recalibrate a little bit. Okay. I feel like I tested you at every level, and no, then but you came through. Here's the thing: in this era, like that's I think this is where I was like obsessively watching basketball. Yeah. Um, spent a lot of my time just like I, I would not even just watch one basketball game i'd watch like two at the time and yeah no this is your era yeah. my era is like earlier as long as there's like one memorable team on there i should be able to get aaron afalo yeah. was tricky though i forgot his career was like this he bounced around no i think the afalo and like uh miles plumley type is like pretty plumley was plumley was tough too yeah no when in doubt just go to one of those like white centers like it's impossible to separate them oh yeah no when i hit you so... with costa kufos Oh man, yeah, this I, was, guy, I, I couldn't I was, even get that until you told me he was balding. Yeah. <laughs> that was a, a sick game. hit. That was a sick hit, though. That's like half the NBA plays, man. <laughs> no, man, but I don't know why that just triggered it, man. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> oh man, I gotta give you Papa Giannis or something. Oh, daddy, daddy, Greek freak. <laughs> he he was, he was 13th overall for the Sacramento Kings in 2016. Wait, what was his full name, man? I need to look this up. Georgios. Georgios. Papa Giannis, his yo, his name on Basketball Reference nickname better be Daddy Greek Freak. No, it's oh. just Big George. That's so disappointing. Nah, that's just, this is. I see. I'm a sicko because I literally got 13th pick 2016 NBA draft without no, but looking. That, no, but that's what I'm saying. I can't draft the draft. Position. I feel like weirdly, is, you weirdly that helps you. Yeah. So no, but this is like your. I think this is like your sweet spot is like guys who were drafted like 98. And then they played for like four different teams or like eight different teams throughout the early nineties and, and retired around like twenty eleven. Like that, no, I'm telling you, man. Like hip hop and and hoops. Like for my prime was like nineties and then early two thousands. Mm. And and now I'm like now I'm a casual. All right, let so me let me hit you with one stuff. before you go. No, man. Why you always make me play, man? Because I got I got I got This is a disgusting name, and there's no way you can get this. All right, fine. Yeah, see, I got you already. All right. Let's do it. All right, so the player was undrafted. 
Sure. Okay. <laughs> sure. Starts his career in 2008-2009 with, with San Antonio. Okay. Okay. Next year, splits his time between Portland and Golden State. So this is yeah. 09-010, split between Portland and Golden State. Then goes to Minnesota 2010 to 2012. Two full seasons in those places. Uh, in that in Minnesota. Uh, 2012-13 in Atlanta. 2013-14 hmm. in Charlotte. Yo, Next I know se- this guy. What? There's no way. Ivan Johnson? No, no. That's a oh, that's a that's a great guess, man. but no. But, but, but actually, but actually way off. <laughs> God damn it. It's a great guess though, man. Yeah. Um 14-15 seasons split between Phoenix and Detroit. I feel like I can get this guy, man. Then spends 15-16 in Detroit for the full year. Plays okay. 72 games there. That's a career high. Okay. Um then goes to Sacramento for one year in 16-17, goes back to Detroit in 17-18. Plays in Minnesota, 18-19. Then splits the 2019-2020 season between Portland, Sacramento, and Memphis. So he must must have been traded twice. And then ends his career in Philadelphia at the age of 35 in 2020-2021. So this player went to the bubble? Wow. Oh, I guess Memphis didn't go to the bubble there. Yeah, I I don't remember him in Philadelphia or Memphis, to be honest. But This man was undrafted. Mm -hmm. Long career, too. Long career, yeah. He's still only 38. Bounced around Detroit. Do you remember him for any of these teams? I remember him very vividly for Detroit. Um, but before that, I would say probably Minnesota. Hmm. And is he? Uh, is he a, a little bit for a little, little bit for Golden State as well? Um, he's he's a, he's a stretch big. Stretch big. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell me European or, or American? No, no, fully American. Full American, yeah. full true blue American. No, not not true blue American in that kind of way. Like we're not talking. <laughs> okay. It's not a Plumley brother, but okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. It is. He this person is American. He starts in San Antonio. He starts his career in San Antonio, which I don't remember this at all. But he was undrafted. Goes to Portland and then Golden State, Minnesota this guy can for two shoot, years. This guy can shoot threes. This guy can shoot threes. Atlanta, Charlotte, which I don't remember him threes. playing for Charlotte that much, but he played sixty four games in Charlotte. Then went to Phoenix, Detroit, Sacramento, back to Detroit, Minnesota. (laughs) I was going to say something wild like Jason Maxiel, but that's way before. That is way before. That's a good one, though. Um, Man, this is tough, bro. This is so tough. Nah, you know what? This is a sicko behavior I expended all my energy trying to hit that Ivan Johnson. (laughs) I was so sure. When you said Atlanta, I know this player though. Do yeah, I know this you, player? You you know this player. Like it's not like a super memorable player. No, no, but I know but this like, guy. But like you know this guy. Um, this is gonna this is gonna make me so upset, man. He was undrafted. San Antonio. I, Portland, I believe he was brought to Sacramento in part for his veteran leadership to help with Boogie Cousins. Because for a while they were like, oh, we got to bring in all these vets to like, you know, for the tame him. Leadership with Demarcus Cousins. Yeah. But definitely played, also, definitely played on that Detroit team. You remember him on Detroit. Yes. Especially as a Raptor fan. Oh, man. No, this is going to be a sickening name when you drop it. I mm-hmm. know it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be so sickening. He was on Detroit. I'm trying to think about any other memorable moments I could pass on. Let me see if he got a nickname or something. He goes to Sacramento. Bro, how did he play in the league for this long? He played in the league for like I can't believe he was in Philly in 21, man. Yeah, I don't remember that at all, to be honest, when he was back in Philadelphia. 
Only played eleven games, sir. Played nine minutes a game. No, so. I can't. I can't get this one, man. But I need to know. All right. Let me give you a, another hint. All right. All right. This player was involved in a play involving Demar Derozan. Oh, the guy that he dunked on. I don't even know who he dunked on. <laughs> oh, come on. Um, how you expect me to remember these things? Anthony Tolliver. Oh my God! <laughs> this is the stupidest name ever. Yo, I know Anthony Tolliver because this guy tried to do a fake decision. Wait, what? <laughs> when he when he left Minnesota for like Atlanta, he like filmed the decision on like on like Skype. <laughs> oh my God, Anthony Tolliver! Uh, I'm so yo, it's, yo, this is such a disgusting no, no, I respect pick, it. Man. No, it's crazy too, though. It's like once you tell me, that whole career makes sense. Yeah, like I remember but, him but, on Detroit. I remember him on Minnesota. I don't actually remember any other moments involving Anthony Tolliver, but like I remember him on Sacramento. I kind of remember him being on that Philly team too, man. I'm really? Looking up Anthony Tolliver right now. Yeah, damn, man. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Man. No, that's that's a wild cut. That's a sick. Because the thing is, I I think the yeah, sweet he spot... mocked he mocked the decision he took to YouTube to announce. His decision. That's that's kind of nuts. I'm surprised LeBron didn't come back and like dunk on him eight times. Uh, he probably didn't have a chance to. He wasn't in the no, game. No, that's fair. He had to jump in the stands. No, but like, there's just something about like who players this who have a played one. a long time, but all for like not memorable franchises. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, like, there's not no, one true. team that you know him from, and I think that's maybe like what's Man, the trickiest part i feel like i feel like this could be like an official game like if we had like actual rules like if we tightened it up mm. but uh, i guess it'd be illegal too but obviously play for money um okay it's like right. a, why it's did like, you have to bring that into it, man? <laughs> it, it it's like a who wants to be a millionaire situation where you just like go on different levels mm. and then you have lifelines it's- and, and by the way i think for some people playing at home they're like oh this this might be easy it's not easy i'm telling you when you're on the pressure you're on the microphone no people res- people re- people, people have respected our performances i think it's okay. actually ch- changed the way a lot of people look at me because <laughs> they're like wow he actually no, you, you knows ball ball. More, man no, but okay. I I would say this one is like almost like a five hundred thousand dollar question. Yeah, yeah this, this is like a final. I, I, I do think question. if there was money on the line and I took a little bit more time, I might have been able to squeeze it out. But you know man. what? I, I think the only thing with the Anthony Tolliver thing is Ooh, that wasn't was that wasn't necessarily in your era because I have what I'm looking at right now. On my basketball page is yeah. Anthony Tolliver from your era. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are, also, are we, playing, also, are we yeah. doing another? This, one? this is the last one. This is the last one. This is the last. Okay, one. last one. Last one. All right. Also undrafted. Okay. This player begins his career in 1998 um, in Detroit. Mm. Plays a long time in Detroit. Plays four seasons in Detroit mm. from 98 to 2002. And then the next season, he splits between Boston and Atlanta. Mm. Then the next season, he's well, he was mostly injured in those two places. So I wouldn't necessarily... Like, he played three games in Boston, five games in Atlanta. Okay? So sure. you might throw that out. Then played in New Jersey for four games. Then played in Utah... Uh, for 28 games the next season. This is 0304. Yeah. Then finally gets healthy, plays for the Clippers 74 games in 0405. 0506, yeah. Seattle plays 47 games. This is like right before Seattle was was, was shuttered. What was before Seattle again? 0405? The Clippers. Clippers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Played 74 games there. Pretty, pretty good. Then goes yeah. back to New Jersey, 0607, 79 games. This is probably where I most closely associated with him. Yeah. Okay. Played 79 games for New Jersey. New, this is Nets still at the time. We're talking Izon yeah. Center. Is this yeah. a big man? It's a big man. Okay. 
2007-2008, Sacramento plays all 82 games. Yeah. The next season is in Sacramento, but gets traded to Boston again for the second yeah. time in 08-09. Then plays in Golden State 09-010, was teammates with Anthony Tolliver. Oh, my God. Okay, that's not a hint. Yeah, appreciate the connection, bro. Then he's injured, and then he plays one more season in 11-12 with Golden State, but he's mostly injured in that one in his career. Yeah, and he was undrafted. Undrafted and a big man. Is he white? No. He's not white. Way off. (laughs) (laughs) Way off on the skin color. Yo, asking white or black is the best hint, man. No, it really is like, is it a boy or a girl in, in playing <laughs> Guess Who? No, this is our gender reveal, man. Detroit. Seattle, too, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seattle, and then he goes to New Jersey. Let me see if he played with Katie on that Seattle team. Seattle. I don't think so. Wait, you said he's not white. He is not white. This is the it's... Ray Allen... Reggie Evans, Richard Lewis, um, Johan Petro, Vladimir okay. no, Romanovich, no, yeah, yeah. Earl Watson. No, I, no I'm familiar team. with that team. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then you'd be familiar so, with this big then because he was a big rotation player for them. Jerome James was on that team too, but he yeah. goes to New York. Yeah, it's not him. It's not him. Don't worry. That's Seattle, not him. Seattle goes to New Jersey. Yeah. I, his best season by far was in New Jersey, man. Shots, oh, my God. A league best 61% from the field. And he didn't go play in Europe at any point. Eh? I maybe, maybe not, like, but yeah. It's, but it's it's not his like career that. ended in the NBA at the age of thirty six after some injuries. Like it's pretty normal. Man, the Anthony Tolliver of his era is killing me. There's another guy who played for a lot of teams, but not memorable teams. Like he was in Detroit before Detroit got good. Do you know this guy? Yes, I do know this guy. He has a, like you know him. He has a. You know what? I'm gonna give you another hint. He has an alliterative last name. Same letter in the first and his name begins with the same letter in the first and the last name. First and last name are the same. Starts with the same letter. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go through all of them. A A B. It's not Aaron Aflalo. C C D D E E. Oh man, this is a big too. It's a big, yeah. I've described their game as like primarily a finisher. Um Scrappy, you know, like not a I'm not a skill. I'm literally thing. writing out A to Z right now. <laughs> this guy's like, what are the letters of the alphabet? U V W X Y. Okay, let's see, man. No. He he not Haywood Highsmith. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, not H H. Not Helly Hansen, man. Oh my god. Oh, I would god. focus on the Seattle, the Clippers, yeah, Sacramento I, portion, and then ba- even Boston. Actually, associate him a little bit with Boston because I think he went to the finals Seattle? with Boston. No, that was injured. That's the year Boston got injured. Seattle Clippers. Yeah, the Seattle one. Man. Bro, he was actually the backup big for the Celtics that year in the playoffs. That's wild. Which year was he in Boston? Oh, oh eight oh nine. Oh eight oh nine. He backed up Kendrick Perkins at center. That's that's kind of insane. Oh my god, man. So he was on Ubuntu? That was or the next post Ubuntu. Post yeah. Ubuntu, but you know they were still they were still yeah, still yeah they were still Buntuing. They were still yeah. Buntuing. Yeah. Um, this is when KG gets hurt, so they play the Bulls in the first round. Checking in for Kendrick Perkins. Who is? And it this? wasn't Shaq, and it wasn't um, PJ Brown. Man, 
No, this is this is. Uh, I I feel like I'm giving you ones that are way too hard, man. No, it's all good, man. It's all good. I feel like this guy has like a good enough career that I should be able to at least like. He was just mostly injured in early in his like for a large part of his early portion of his career. But you then, said like, undrafted, right? Undrafted, like, undrafted, undrafted, undrafted. And then he he spends like four years in Detroit. He breaks out in his third year, plays 81 games for that Detroit Pistons team. He was only averaging four points, but somehow, oh my God. somehow played all 81. That was the uh, that was your Mateen Cleves, Cedric Ceballos, Dana Barrows, this is like a bad team, Chucky yeah. Atkins, Ben Wallace, oh John Wallace, Jerome Williams, Corliss Williamson. He, he an American. Bro, are there big anybody man. other than bigs on this team, man? My goodness. He an American big man. Yo, this man Detroit Pistons a... team makes no sense to me, man. He has an alliterative name. Yes. Oh my god. No, I don't think I can get this one. You sure? Yeah, yeah, I'm tapping out. It's Mikey Moore. <laughs> Yo, I'm so mad right now. <laughs> no way, man. This guy hit me with the Tolliver and Mikey Moore. <laughs> you know what? I should have gotten that one. I really should have. What, what do you think you would have gotten him with? Because I don't know. Se- Seattle, New Jersey. It makes sense now that you tell me. Yeah, yeah. I no, definitely I, remember I, him on Seattle. I don't. I honestly don't remember him on Detroit that much. I think we played the new, we played that New Jersey team in the playoffs that year. Maybe I could have given you that hint. Yeah, I don't think that would have helped. Yeah, I don't he, know. He, like he I just actually, couldn't get him. Bro, yeah. he started for the for 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 New Jersey. I, I definitely remember. Like, in that playoffs against Seattle. us, man. Wow, he was actually yeah. pretty good against us. Wow. First, I was gonna say Josh Boone, but then I was like, he Ooh, was never on Detroit. Josh Boone. Yeah. Oh man, that's a, oh, I, I was that, gonna oh. guess Josh Boone, but I knew he wasn't on Detroit, so I gave up on that. No, here's a, there's just there's just an endless supply of like random NBA players that have played <laughs> a lot of places, man. No, you don't understand. This is wild. All right, we gotta we gotta wrap up, man. Yeah. That's like a one hour segment on 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 B ball ref, man. That's what happens, man. The, the ball. I mean, we gave them a one hour on ball talk, so it no, is we did, man. Once again. Once again, I come on these zooms and I'm like, let's keep it an hour, and you yeah. know, it never happens. No, yeah. that's All it, right. man. Sign off. Say goodbye. Say goodbye to the stands. Yeah. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Um, hope you had a great weekend. Um, and yeah, big thanks to uh, Alex for hopping on the show. Big thanks to Jr. for editing these well into the night. I appreciate you, bro. Um, and yeah, we will uh, catch up with you. Uh, tomorrow because our show our show is gonna be daily so we will have four more episodes for you this week hopefully they're happy to announce a head coach uh, but until then we'll be here <laughs> <laughs>